0: We're live. Uh, that's okay. I'm. I'm now. I've now unmuted y'all. So welcome everybody back to OMB reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, and this is episode 251 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. It is also the May Chosen of Valhalla stream. And guys, we're, we're live on YouTube. It worked. Mm. We're, we're we're there. We made it. We did it. I want to again now that I have. Everyone here on YouTube's attention. I want to apologize again for last night. Uh, I don't know why YouTube wasn't working. Uh, Funny story. Now, DLive isn't working. But based on what I saw, it looked like it just signed me out. And so, next time I'll probably be able to get uh, DLive up. But that's okay. Just a couple people typically watch on DLive. And normally there are people that also watch on YouTube from time to time as well. So... I think that we will be okay. Will, Will. (laughs) Will being one. uh, Dean Heiss also being another who also made a Odyssey account last night. So now he's available in all the platforms. But I want to say thank you to everyone who uh, was able to jump over to those other platforms last night. And again, apologies to anyone that was not available or did not get the message. I tried to get it into the YouTube chat before deleting that stream because I didn't want people thinking that I wasn't coming on uh, with it just being there waiting for... You know, we're used to waiting for Neidrotic, but waiting for Odin is not something typically that happens. So I didn't want that. But the other sad thing is that it looks like uh, Heimdall might be down. However, I'm going to go ahead and try something really quick to see if I can fix that. And while I do, let's say hello to the beautiful panel of my chosen of Valhalla. Let's start just going down the line. We've got the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented, incredibly talented artist, Rosetta Allen. Rosetta, how's it going?
1: Yeah.
0: Tired.
2: <laughs> Tired. Too many days up trying to help out with people.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I can feel that. We just finished the end of our school year and... The amount of students coming in. Hey, what can I do to pick up my grade? Hey, I had all these. It's amazing how many people can can have the... Because obviously it happens, right? You know, really bad things can happen to people. But it's amazing how many of those things happen during a very specific time of the year. And I hate to have to question my students, but sometimes <laughs> the timing is a, is, is a bit suspect. But I'm glad that you're here, Rosetta. And I yeah, hope that well, we can...
2: It's sitting backstage with him doing all the work we do together for hours every day and being there when him and his mom found out that his dad passed and hearing them crying was um, not the day I wanted to have it ever. Yeah. And it's just been an insane several days since just trying to help them out as much as I can.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, uh shout out to you for, for doing that for them, for being there for them, because
2: eh, there's not unfortunately a lot I can do other than talk to him some. And okay, I sent him a cheap laptop off of clearance so that he can do more stuff in the living room with his mom with her disability. Yeah, that's about all I can really do from here.
0: <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, that is is more than what some people um, would be willing to do for someone. So kudos to you for, for doing that, because it might seem like something small, it might seem like something unimportant, but to the person that you helped, I know that it probably means the world to them. So that's awesome.
2: Richard's a good guy, and he has done so much to help me out for months and months, and he does so much for me backstage. It's yeah. heartbreaking watching him go through this.
0: Well, I'm glad that you were able to join us today. Um, and I, you mentioned earlier before the stream that you got some, some puzzles and yeah, so of course we will always have each other's back. And so thank you for showing that and being a witness to that by having the backs of others who are going through these times. So thank you for being here. and Thank you for being awesome. We also have joining us. Mr. Roy. Mr. Roy, how is it going? Good, sir.
3: Yeah, it's going okay.
0: Just okay. Mhm. Okay.
3: Yeah, There's a lot of work. Um, it's rained here for about 8 days straight.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. We got a little bit of that I think of like last like the last couple weeks we were getting some of that crazy weather cuz I know uh, for instance, down in Louisiana, there was like a really bad tornado in in the actual city of New Orleans. So um, I've experienced some of that of the fronts coming through, but eight straight days of rain that's that's no that's no bueno.
3: Yeah, the the rivers here are cresting right now. It's yeah, it kind of worried, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was flooded here before, it's not a big deal. <sighs>
0: <sighs> I saw from New Orleans. Flooding is always a big deal, because <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like it, it can be worse than you know in certain situations and not not so bad in other situations. Um, so hopefully y'all y'all are not in like a really bad flood area where you get like lots of water if there is flooding. Or is it is it one of those things where flooding usually when it happens isn't too bad? Like maybe a couple of stalled cars, but houses for the most part being okay.
3: Uh. It's. It depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. There's are some areas like Jasper's really bad. That's there's several feet of water in people's houses and stuff like that. Yeah, it, yeah. The the rip when the rivers crest, they they get really bad.
0: Yeah. In certain areas. Yeah. In New Orleans, we it was never as much of an issue with the rivers. It's that we lived in a bowl, and so we were surrounded by levees, right? And so obviously that has a lot of control over. But the levees sometimes would would have cresting, uh, and then also we have, of course, uh, these sewer systems and these canals, and the canals also would crest, and that would also cause some flooding from time to time as well. And not not the not the you know oh it's you know flood waters or it's it's rainwater or it's ocean water, river water. Oh no, it's 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 canal sewage type water, <laughs> and it's just not good. So um, I'm glad to hear that that hasn't happened yet. From the sound of it where you are. So hopefully it
3: doesn't. Yeah, so the issue in Meyer is that I had the Nature's River to one side of me and I had the Savine River to the other side of me. And then I had the lakes above me. <laughs> so okay. we're I'm basically surrounded by a bunch of water, and when it rains, it all comes down south.
0: So for some reason in my head, I just saw like a little image and it's like you like just curled up and you got water like on all sides of you and you're just like Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just I guess I'll wait then. <laughs> Hopefully, nothing happens. Yeah. Well, I thank guess you. It could
2: be worse. My head was popping up listening to. That I'm only happy when it rains, as he was talking about. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am one of those persons where I do enjoy a good rain shower. <laughs> but thank you for being here, Mr. Roy. I hope that the rains don't persist to cause any crazy flooding in your area. And thank you for being yeah. here for sure absolutely uh someone who also deals with a lot of craziness uh where they live is our our next person and that is of course zK man very talented artist as well uh aK man how's it going
1: going pretty good no, I don't know what you're talking about it's always peaceful and quiet and <laughs> never, <going on. laughs> never anything going on up there ever uh, uh, that, that that's the reason why I... I'll be moving in two months. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: It's like every stream, we get a little bit closer, a little bit closer to that. So I, I bet you're very excited. But otherwise, how's it been?
1: It's been pretty good. I mean, pretty much keeping busy a lot between work and then trying to get things together for the move and then also trying to stay creative at the same time. Okay.
0: Very nice. And how are... How how are the creative juices going? Are they they flowing?
1: They seem to be doing pretty good. Uh, Got a couple of things in the works. I don't really want to give any dates out just yet Mm because with the move, I don't know exactly when things, but I have been working on some music plus uh, also working on a book idea that I've had for about a year now. Okay.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. And uh, what is the... Could you maybe share what the book idea in general is?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much as uh, guess it's sort of sci-fi type deal uh-huh. where uh, you think of uh, it's like a best way to describe it I guess would be reincarnation but with multiple planets.
0: Ooh. Oh. So people being reborn but on it's a different planet, different atmosphere, that kind of thing? yeah Ooh. well that sounds nice well good luck with that good sir. you have the ideas all in your head you just need to put it down
1: yeah pretty much well i let's put it this way i got to a point to where i know how i want it in it i just got to get what's in between the beginning and the end
0: it's always amazing to hear writers uh talk about books and stories because it's always one of like it's usually like i have the beginning I just don't know where where it'll go, or I have the end. I just don't know how to get there. It's just always interesting to hear mm-hmm. that because you typically, when we you know read stories or see movies or shows, we typically think that everything is just known in advance and it's all this master plan. And then you realize, oh no, there's there's a lot more to it than, than just the you know all the ideas being existing all at the same time.
1: And especially like with me, whenever I'm writing most of the time it's whatever's in my mind at that moment of me writing is what ends up being on the paper
0: Hmm. yeah absolutely well that's awesome though and uh thank you for being here uh, especially as as things you know, don't seem to be as crazy as as they have been in past streams which is a good thing
1: right yeah they 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 settle down a little bit they, a little they bit. still have they still have their little groups running around, yeah. around them but for the most part it It's not as bad. Like I said, it's a lot quieter than what it was.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's summertime, though, so a lot of people will be off and have more time. And let's just hope that it's nothing like last summer.
1: Oh, yeah. I I might be leaving a little bit sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Totally,
0: totally understand that. So thank you. Thank you for being here once again. Good sir. We also have joining us the Empress of the Universe. Oh. She is one of oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> the Valkyries. <laughs> She's one of the Valkyries, one of the mods. Uh I, I drove her crazy last night, forcing her to join Odyssey. Yeah, eat And she had to actually make a channel. So let's hope that now that a channel has been created, maybe maybe we'll start getting some videos. She is, of course, Tina. Tina, how's it going? <laughs>
4: A channel which is entitled, I think, I don't have a title. I might get one later, but probably not.
0: We'll see how things go.
5: So you had to create a channel before you could come on and create an account?
0: Yeah, I mean, I jump
4: into the chat, put a comment in, and it says, oh, you have to join first. And so I, I try, and then I sign up and then it's like, we're sending a verification code to your email. So I had to put that in and mm-hmm. then it says, oh, you have to set up a, you have to set up a channel. And I'm like, no, I just want to get into Odin's stream. So I go back to your stream, mm-hmm. try to comment. And it takes me back to the main page and says, no, you have to set up a channel.
0: Ah, uh, Yeah, I know that they're, they're working on all of these different, you know, problems and issues. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's as I said, when you when you think about age wise, where it is, it's very much still in its infancy as far as streaming platform. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's obviously not nearly as polished as places like YouTube or even younger ones like like DLive, for instance, which has come a long way, too. But, yeah, it's. It's getting there, but I again yeah. Tina I I'm sorry that I, no, I made you go through that
4: no that's okay <laughs> I mean because I was texting Stephanie and saying, well you can word this to odin however you want but
0: and then $5 oh. <laughs> in the swear jar.
4: And it's $5 in the swear jar, which will go to my cruise next year. There so. you go.
6: <laughs>
4: no, I'm doing doing okay. It looks Good. like the cruise industry might actually get started for the summer. Nice. There's, suppose, supposedly there's a bill in, I don't know, Congress, the Senate somewhere, and then they have to send it to Joe's desk, and if you just tell him sign it, he won't know what it is anyway. <laughs>
0: um. Tina, so real. Of,
4: yeah. So uh, you know that thing. Just say here. Just sign it. That thing. So just sign it there.
0: Well, when you were start talking so, about the bill and where it was, all I could think of was, I'm just a bill.
4: <laughs>
6: I'm just those.
0: a bill <laughs> about the cruise industry. I don't know where I am. Maybe I'm in committee. I don't know.
4: I don't know. <laughs> so, but no, things are things are going going well. I. Finished up. A, uh, I was telling you all. I think the last stream I was reading, uh, the Tale of Genji, hmm. for that world lit class that I did, mm-hmm. and um, which is considered the first novel in world, just world history. Mm-hmm. And uh, I finished the sections they had assigned, even though I was finished with the class because I was like, well, I kind of want to see this. <laughs> I consider it finished. And if anyone ever complains about Russian literature and says that war and peace is too long for them, try reading Japanese literature because Tale of Genji Genji is like 4,000 pages.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah. um, I, yeah, I, I don't even think I could ever dream of reading a book. That no. long. The longest book I've mm. ever read is, and I'm, <laughs> as as typical <laughs> fashion, uh, I've, I was blank on the name, but I do have it now, and it was uh, "Pillars of the Earth." It was the longest <gasps> oh, book.
4: Oh, I remember that one.
0: That I've ever read, and I'm I'm pulling that up right now, and let's see, that book was 983 pages. So, oh,
4: that's nothing. I think the yeah. brothers uh, Dostoevsky is like 1500. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, I... <laughs> trust me. I know my my reading level and skill is is, is not very good, um, to to put it bluntly and, and honestly. Yeah, I have
4: read Brothers. Uh, I said Dostoevsky. Brothers Karamazov. I've read that for leisure, and I was on the bus heading home from work and i would read it during my Mm commutes and this guy on the bus said excuse me are you reading that he said i have to ask you are you reading that for a class and i said no i'm reading it for leisure and he was like oh my god he said i have you gotten to the oh i can't remember the uh the inquisitor the inquisition scene yet and i said no and so he was. He said, well, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but he was kind of, you know, telling me a little bit about it. He said, oh, you're going to love that chapter. And he was right. I did. So. It was,
2: it, was yeah. a girl. it was anything I could get my hands on to read. And I liked all those big grown books that they talk about in college and high school. I liked that stuff as a kid.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, I just had, I mean, I had great teachers when I was in school. and My mom, you know, she loved books so she kind of passed that on to me but yeah I was like okay I've read the assignments that they gave for the world lit class I'm just gonna leave the other 2,000 pages (laughs) maybe someday if I you know like hey I'll go back to read Tale of Genji from the very beginning and go all the way to the end yeah I've
0: uh I've already started a collection of books that I want to read over the summer and most of them are Like history, theology, things like that, and so that's why I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. I finally got—I realized I hadn't—I don't own the Lord of the Rings books in actual physical form. I have them on audiobook, and I've been waiting for me to have more time to actually pay attention to those stories because my dad read them to us when we were younger. But it's been probably—it's been you know well over twenty-five years since I've—I probably actually heard the story, like the actual book. Versus the films for Lord of the Rings. So I finally got that, and there's this nice little pocketbook. Oh,
4: nice. It's like a
0: pocketbook set, like their vinyl covers. And so a lot of people have complaints of, oh, it's because they're pocketbooks, they're smaller print. But as someone who's used to reading things like, uh, I just have this next to me like you know the Bible which is notorious for having small print it's like you know right. what, I think I think I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll be okay if it's a similar size so that that's coming in some point today oh but my I'm also looking to you mentioned the the brothers uh Karazma uh, uh,
4: Karamazov yeah
0: Karamazov so that's another I've never read that before but I've been told it's a very good book to read it's just a good book in general um yeah. so
4: Yeah it's uh I don't have the translator's names in front of me. I read their translation of Anna Karenina. Mm. And so then I started looking for any of the Russian works that they had translated because theirs is considered like top of the line. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did one of War and Peace, which I have on my Kindle and also a physical copy. Thank God they did movie versions. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I I think I got about four hundred pages into it and it was like I I I, I can't do this right now, <laughs> so I need to get back to that. And I had promised myself I was going to read Brothers Karamazov every decade or so, so mm-hmm. it's past due. And I I want to start reading Patrick O'Brien's uh, Jack Aubrey series. Mm-hmm. I would love to tackle those again. So nice. And yeah, Laura's right. Yeah, but the audiobooks is really nice. I was trying to go through some audiobooks this morning uh, because I have two credits and uh, on a, not for Audible, but through audiobooks.com. Mm. And I was like, I was so glad that people post reviews and say the book is good, but the narrator sucks because I just finished that Gates of Fire
0: mm.
4: by uh, I think Stephen Pressfield. And it's like, the book is kind of okay but the narrator
0: it's amazing um, how much of an impact that that can have on on a book and that's why you know I love audiobooks too because you know with my ADD it's easier for me to listen to stories and take them in that way, then read the pages and then have to go back and reread everything because I, you know, get lost or whatever. Um, but it's interesting because there are some stories that I think have been either made better or worse because of the person doing the voice acting. Yeah. So a great example of what I can think of is the person who did the original voice acting for a wrinkle in time, uh, obviously uh-huh. not talking about the Ava DuVernay piece of garbage film, talking about the original <laughs> yes. book. Um, right. that one actually, I'm going to be honest, like the story wasn't terrible based on what the voice actor did, but the way the voice actor, it was a male, the way that he did the main protagonist, who was a young girl's voice made her so annoying and so grating yes. that I yes. was like, uh,
2: yeah, for yes. stuff of anything from wrinkle and time series, even the ones that came later with Meg's kids, all of them that I've ever seen. They do horrible yeah. when they do audiobooks or movies
4: of it. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it's the oddest books. thing.
4: They are well, really good Gates well, yeah. of, of Fire, I had heard really good reviews of it. And I think maybe if I had read the physical copy and not listened to the audiobook, I would have a better impression of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's required reading at a couple of the military academies because the book does show you how the Spartans – Trained. The problem is they advertise the book as being about the Battle of Thermopylae, and Thermopylae only comes in at like the last third of the book. And he is the only person, I have seen numerous documentaries about Thermopylae, the narrator is the only person I have heard called Leonidas, Leonidas. Ooh. And that just I mean, it was like every time he said it, I would cringe, and I was like, "I, I, I, I don't know how many documentaries I've seen, and there's even, well, not just three hundred, but there's the three hundred Spartans from back in the '60s, and I'm like, no one has ever called him Leonides. Yeah, and this guy's really driving me crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is, um, so,
2: there, there is a place for being a grammar Nazi. I mean.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, you're right. No, you're yeah. totally right. You're totally right. And uh yeah, that's that's that is not a no-no word on on the channel. Uh Rosetta, so Sorry. don't even don't even concern <laughs> yourself. Because it's true. There are times when we do have to be very focused on On the grammar, and it reminds me because I I just I've just mentioned this to uh, to Laura in the chat because she's also run into issues with audiobooks. It's more so normally because there's it's an abridged version instead of the full version. It's the only sometimes it's the only version available. Like for instance, uh, for Star Wars novels, Outbound Flight, uh, there's an audiobook, but it's only available in in an abridged version. And the abridged version is actually good, but it does leave out like a lot of the story. But it reminds me there was also the X Wing uh, series, uh, which I think anyone who's uh, maybe I'm I don't know if that's the correct name of the series or not. But there's this X Wing series where it's a series of novels, and it's it's post uh, Return of the Jedi, and it's just dealing with with the you know these different stories, or maybe it's during the events I, I forget. But the stories not only are all abridged, and they're short stories in the first place, so not only are they abridged like three, they should be six hours, and they're three hours, so they're cutting out like half the book. But then the person who did the voice work was so atrociously bad. He was mispronouncing names of cities, mispronouncing character names, and then yeah. he tried to do, he tried to do, notice the, the word try there, and he failed epically. <laughs> he tried to do Admiral Akbar, and instead of <laughs> and instead of doing, you know, a more traditional Admiral Akbar, instead Admiral Akbar was like Sean Connery.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like what are you doing? It sounded like a kid who just recorded it, had a nice microphone, decided to record it, and then Disney or whoever was in charge of the audio recording was like, Oh, we'll take this, we'll give you $20 for the work you did and put it up on audio. Oh my god, that's what it sounded like. Like, drink,
4: it like Drinker always says, Oh, nah, it'll be fine, <laughs> <laughs> just, just throw it out there. But yeah, that's been about it. I've watched a um, few gamers do uh resident evil village and it's always fun seeing how everybody approaches that uh i was screaming at the tv because yeah drinker was playing the game Mm. uh the other night i see he hasn't finished it Mm. and i was like shoot the chickens shoot the pig (laughs) you can collect those you can he can make you up a meal and increase your lives and he was just like Damn chickens pop, and then he would go on, and I was like, nobody in the chat is telling him what to do with the chicken. No one's listening to me.
6: <laughs>
4: no one listening. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been fun watching uh people play that, and it seems like it's a fun game. And uh I'm not a gamer, but mm-hmm. yeah, Andrew was saying that he had finished it, and he said there's an awoke thing in it, and I was like, nope, That's not rare. a woke thing at all. So That's nice to hear not no apologies for the villain being a villain which i loved so, mm. <laughs> so that's that's been about
0: it so <laughs> nice very very cool well thank you as always for for being here and for being in the chat um as well, well huh? and yeah. uh I, we do have a couple of super chats but i'll get to those uh after we introduce the last person on the panel she is the modern major general and uh, as I always like to say, she's she's the mother of the channel. She takes care of us. Uh, she she has taken care of me more times than I can count, especially in helping me grow my knowledge of of not just Star Wars lore, but just of just things in general. And she is, of course, the lovely, the amazing Laura. Waiting for Nerdrotic, Ryan stole my fan fiction story. <laughs> Laura, how's it going?
5: <laughs> wow, what a nice introduction. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make your day right there. There you
0: go. How's it been going?
5: <laughs> oh, good. Good. Um, so, uh, I've been having fun watching everybody play the uh, the Resident Evil Village games. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very creepy. I don't know. It is.
0: <laughs> I like seeing the clips of Az playing it. Those those oh, are yeah. my favorites so far.
5: Oh, Lord. I hope everybody's doing well today On a lovely Sunday where it's raining. <laughs> Precipitously, That's it,
0: yeah. And of course, all I could think of when you said that was Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> God, that been to... weird, Odin. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, yeah, I haven't been to a. We used to go to the Monster Jam truck rallies all the time. I haven't yes. been to one in quite a while. It's
0: I so love those now. commercials so much, though. Uh,
5: have you ever Have you ever been to one of the the Monster Jam?
0: Truck oh, oh rallies? yeah. When I was a kid. That was, like, the thing we went, we went to. So, you know, I was a big fan of Gravedigger. Uh, and then I was I remember when it was, like, the Skull and Bones truck. I forgot the name of it. Um, maybe it's not Skull and Bones, but it's, like, a skull. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about?
5: Grave, Digger's the one that I remember. Yeah. It's the po- super popular one. Yeah,
0: that's, like, the black and green uh, dynamic. Yeah. But I forgot what the one where it's, like, the skull. But I remember that it was, like, a brand-new truck. And so I was watching it when that became brand new. But the best thing about those commercials that always sticks with me was it'd be like, come on down to weed. And then it would be like, <laughs> and kids seats are still only five dollars. <laughs> that's oh, all, it
5: was a great deal. So yeah. I can remember a full, full day of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, uh, you know They have new cars every time, but there's a couple that are classics. You know, they have son of a Grave digger now. And uh, let's see. El Toro. So a car dressed up like a big bull or... <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. They are I mean, and then I miss just doing fun stuff like that, you know.
0: Oh yeah. And they also uh and then they would have at the end they'd have different things. So there was like a Transformers like there were two Transformer cars. Not like the you know, the show transformers, but they would be cars that would transform into like these bright, fire breathing things <laughs> and they would like quote unquote fight each other. It was awesome.
5: Ooh. I never yeah. got that. Oh yeah. Huh. maybe mm-hmm. they're limited because the oakland Stadium's kind of small but yeah interesting
0: well also yeah this is back this is back uh, you know back in the day
5: back in the day <laughs> back when i
0: was just a little chap um yeah like it was like 20 probably 20 25 years ago was like the last time i went to one of those and uh yeah at the very end they would they would typically have the uh they would typically have that and I, all of it was fun and and we would always have to go, and we'd have our little earbuds in uh, because it was too loud for us oh, as so kids. Loud. Yeah. Oh my
5: God. Well, they have uh, the finale every year, I guess, is in Vegas, and we've been talking forever about going. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, excuse to go to Vegas, basically. <laughs> but uh, we never went. But I mean, it's all online these days. But. Mm-hmm. that yeah. The cars doing flips now. They have oh, a ramp yeah. set up, and they just they, they punch it right in front of the, the ramp, and it flips the whole car over.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, because before, the closest you'd get to that is they would go on the little ramps where it was just a little jump, and then they would, like, over-accelerate, and then they would, like, land straight up, like, just with, like, the top just facing up to the sky, and then you're <laughs> always nervous because you're like, uh, please don't tip back. Please, please don't get hurt and uh, uh the man uh, put in the chat and i remember this and this is i think one of the cars that yeah, i was talking about was that they teamed up with the wwe back in the day uh and stone cold steve austin undertaker monster trucks and the stone cold one i think is the one that actually kept going after the fact and i think it was like a, a skull but i forgot the name of of that truck but oh man that's bringing me back laura <laughs>
5: That's I, awesome. I just went recently, my, the wife and uh, her friend went and I was just, you know, stuck my nose up in the air. I was like, Oh my kids truck rallies. Ridiculous. And then, uh, they were like, no, you have to go. So they dragged me and I was like, I can't believe I ever turned this down. This is so, un- <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is always amazing. The things that you never thought you would get into or, uh, you know, be excited about, you know, it's just amazing how all that stuff works. And, uh, I Sorry, I just saw that someone is actually watching on Odyssey. And so let me go ahead and see if this will work. Um, say something.
5: Hello? Hmm. Huh? Hmm. Uh, what?
0: <laughs> hmm. Maybe Anyone I need coffee? to add this. Let's see. Audio output capture. Let's add the desktop audio. Okay. They should hear you now. There we go. Oh hello, Rosetta hello. Hubby. Hello, Rosetta Hubby. <laughs> How's it going, Rosetta Hubby?
2: What's the how you doing? I'm okay.
0: Just okay? That's it?
2: Then take care of her.
0: Indeed. She's awesome. You're a very lucky man, good sir. Love <laughs> you,
2: honey. Love
0: you. Aw, so sweet. But Laura, thank you for being here and for bringing me back because that (laughs) oh man because it was fun it's amazing i was saying before uh before i got distracted by odyssey um beforehand you 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 go to these things that you never thought you would ever like that you never thought would be any fun at all and then all of a sudden you have this one experience and you're just like oh this is this is exciting. This is this is actually a lot more fun. Like baseball. Typically when you think about baseball, you think, oh, it's boring, you just watch it, and then you go. And that it's not always the case. Like some people might have the opposite uh experience, but for me it was like, oh, this is actually really fun because you got the crowd, you got the fans, there's different personalities. And uh yeah, it was a lot of fun.
5: We've got a lot of good minor league uh teams around here and that it's just a completely different experience. It's it's so much more fun than you know, we've got several you know, we've got the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants here. But you go to a minor league game, it's just wacky. They have this they have this thing where um, they pick one guy and if that guy like strikes out, beer's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody in the stands, like, you know, when he gets up and he gets one strike, everybody kinda of stands up. You know, and then strike two, everybody kinda of moves to the end of the aisle. <laughs> I love it! And then strike three, everybody runs to the beer stand. (laughs) They do all kinds of wacky things like that. It's so much
0: fun. Oh, isn't isn't (laughs) wacky... I love wacky stuff. Again, they have to keep some of it... Because, you know, for some people, they... They need a little bit more than just the game itself. And so I'm glad that they always add those extra things for people to.
5: Well, see, you got the, you got the kid now. You can take baby Thor and do all this fun, crazy redneck stuff. And...
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and especially now with the, a lot of these restrictions and limits being lifted. So today for the first time in months, I was able to go to my own local church and I did not have to wear a mask and it was really? a beautiful thing. It's just like, it's amazing how just being able to go to Mass without a mask on, it's just so amazing. It's so nice. And, you know, I, it's one of those things where I, I, there were people who weren't wearing it. You know, as soon as the countywide mandate lifted, people were starting to go. But I, I remember how the priest who I really like, who's the pastor there, had gotten in a lot of trouble with, with the bishop. Um And a lot of it was because of these different things going on. And so I was like, well, I don't want to get him in trouble. So it was way of me saying, okay, I'll, I'll make it as a, you know, I'll, I'll wear it as a sacrifice, you know, to try and and be there to support this really awesome, you know, legit priest who is having to deal with a lot of craziness. And because um, typically I would not uh, wear one if I didn't have to. But it was very nice. But Laura, thank you for joining us. <laughs> As always.
2: Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Yes, I guess one positive, because I've gone through so much crap and harassment, cause I can't wear them no matter what I do. hmm And even trying to fight with doctors and stuff, it's always been horrible in this state. They actually did pass two days ago a law where the state's saying these cities can't start forcing people to wear them more and stuff, and you have to step back the regulations on it.
0: Yes. There so are- it's
2: going to be eased back the next couple weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some states that are finally starting to step up and and do stuff. I know that there's a couple of state legislatures that have passed laws that have put limits. I think even Pennsylvania uh, passed laws recently to put limitations on, on what the governor can do with emergency powers. And it's like, I mean, I guess better late than never. But, you know, it's just, you know, and, and I just saw this news story before we went live, you know, talking about, you know, about the virus and. It's Dr. Fauci talking again. He's saying, I think that there's a chance that this wasn't uh, a natural occurring virus. And I think that there should be an investigation. I'm like, oh, really? Do you now?
4: Oh, Dr. Pretorius. You just. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Pull up a picture of Dr. Pretorius from the original Bride of Frankenstein and see if he doesn't look like Fauci.
0: I'll just. I'll have to take your word for it because I got to get to. A couple of these super, super chats. (laughs) So Roger H, Roger H, thank you for the Canadian $2 super sticker. And it was a thumbs up, Roger H. Thank you very much. Uh, Sorry it took me a while to get to it. Uh, But as you all know, it's Chosen Stream and The Chosen. uh, Get the the straight love and and attention and full focus today. And then we have Huron the Steadfast. Thank you for a Canadian $5 super chat saying, We need we need eight days of rain. Our pastures are not growing. Dugouts and wells are scary low. Okay, so I don't know if that was... If Huron is from Texas and is saying that they needed the rain because of that or if where he is, they need that kind of rain for those reasons. Um, I'm not sure, but thank you both. And also, uh, shout out to Washington uh, Mendranda who I wasn't able to shout out last night because of everything going on, but he is a newer Patreon member, and he uh, joined just a couple days ago. So thank you very much for joining, and I'll try and add you to the May shoutouts at the very end. Uh, Huron is Canadian. I should have made that connection when I said Canadian $5. And now I... (laughs) M the fool. Uh, before going down the line, seeing what people have been uh, watching and and reading and just anything that they want to talk about, really. Uh, let's let's say hello to some people who are active in the chat. And again, apologies that we were not able to get all this stuff last night going. But Rosie G twelve was here. Uh, right at the very beginning, around two. The new number two, Dean Heiss, said, I already had an Odyssey account, just didn't really use it much until last night. Yeah, I know that some people said it was fine. Some people said that it wasn't. And again, apologies to anyone who is watching on Odyssey right now because they couldn't hear The Chosen for the very beginning because I didn't have the uh, desktop audio on in the setup that I have, which I still am amazed that it works at all. I just... That's why when last night happened, I was like... What did I do? Everything was working great. What is going on? Uh, Rob D's been in the chat. gmonkey seventy six in the chat. Of course, we got Tina B, Stephanie B, Stephanie B. Uh, thank you for being here. And she says, "Hey, Chief, let's do it live." Exactly. Let's do it live. That's how. That's how I was feeling last night. I was like, "Let's just do it." And I was, you know, channeling my inner younger Bill O'Reilly, uh, saying things internally that I was not saying out loud, but it was essentially that. Um. <laughs> And then she says, I'll have to dip out in a bit to teach. No problem at all, Steph. Uh, Again, I always appreciate you being in here at all on these Sundays. I know that you uh, work, so hope you have some good classes. Infeater, who's a member, uh, is here. Nathan Slay is here. Here in the Steadfast, who, again, had mentioned, uh, who had uh, super chatted earlier. Thank you for being here. Uh, The new number two is a member. Says, we can really use some rain up here. So I'm assuming up here would also be Canadian. New number two. I'm actually not quite sure if you're Canadian or not, New Number Two, but I will assume that you are. Um, let's see, who else? Mike Jackson, Thenotos Felicitas, also here as well. Rosie G12 says, I'd love to live in Texas. My extended family are all looking to get out of here and looking hard at Texas and Florida. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. There's this mass exodus, or at least a desire to exodus to those states because they're the most open, the most free. And their case numbers are not that surprisingly low to non-existent. So, it's almost as if there's seasonal illnesses or something. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, Rosie G12. I think a lot of people definitely feel that way as well. Uh, Laura, of course, is in the chat. Thank you for helping to mod today. Uh, Having some laptop issues. I hope that they are uh, going better than they were at 2.12. Um, So... Let's see who else. Golden Ration's here. What's going on, Golden Ration? Apologies that you had to go over to Odyssey last night. Bruce. What's going on, Bruce? New number two says, I had the same quarrel with Odyssey. Why do I have to create a channel to comment on a stream? Yeah, I I don't know why they did that. I think it's because the only people typically who are using Odyssey are creators. So they just never even thought that people would start, you know, would, would go over there i guess they never made the connection i honestly don't know what it is uh laura though great comment says my odyssey channel is quote unmonetized dopamine clicks end quote it's a great name laura it's a fantastic (laughs) name uh (laughs) rosie 12 says les miz is pretty long uh the play is long so i can only imagine that the book is even longer uh, new number two. Imagine the audiobook of that book—the one that uh, Tina was talking about. You would need a spare week and a half to get through the whole thing. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, four thousand. Probably. Four thousand yeah. pages. Yeah.
4: Four thousand pages. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: would definitely take a lot longer to listen to than read for me, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rosie twelve says, "Soul, soulzens, solenetskins." Also. Oh, Solonitsyn. Solonitsyn. Gulag Archipelago. 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 Nonfiction. It's three (laughs) books and really long, but a life-changing read. Nice. And I'm sure everyone's life was just changed by me having to struggle with that pronunciation of archipelago. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad that Laura appreciated it. (laughs) I heard you laughing. Uh, 70B says, Tina is a bookworm. Yes. And she's awesome. Uh, 70 B. then says, I need proper glasses. Do you need just those? Because she said that it was harder for her to read smaller print. So do you just need reading glasses? Or like actual glasses? Uh, Rosie said that she had to leave. Sorry and goodbye. Well, Rosie, thank you for being here. She says she'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, Laura then made a comment saying, I wish someone would make an audiobook of Heart of the Jedi. I would pay good money for that. I, I would not be surprised if that happens at some point. Uh, Because when you really think about it, there is, um, I think that there's such a high demand just for the book version that people who have the book, at least one of them will either themselves be a voice actor or know someone who's a voice actor or be willing to pony up for it and put out like an an unofficial uh, audiobook version of it. And that'd be really cool if they could actually do that. Um Robbie then said X Wing is only abridged. Shatterpoint is unabridged. Uh Shatterpoint unabridged is coming. Yeah, I know that they said a lot of their older stories that were abridged previously are gonna be unabridged. That's nice. Uh that's nice of them. It's nice of Disney to think of the, <laughs> the little people. Hashtag Ooh! Hashtag hey! Hashtag DuckFisney Close looking
2: at saying
0: that's that was <laughs> That was a long time coming, and you know what? <laughs> After last night, I am—I uh, apologize oh, to oh, anyone oh. with children listening. <laughs> As you all know, oh,
4: shoot, we realize, I've on air Don't, don't,
0: don't clip it, please. Don't clip it.
4: I'm just
2: teasing. Let's pretend like
0: it never happened, because I was trying to say duck, Disney. <laughs> and I had a brain fart. And Tina, there's two of you.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs> wow. Tina
0: in stereo.
4: Oh, wow. There, yeah, I think that'll oh do it. I was on my phone. There well, you go. You're okay, good. so I'm back on the Chromebook. It, it shut me out of uh, okay. hangouts. So, <laughs> oh, oh no. my gosh, but of course, I immediately uh, oh signed off. <laughs> heard you say that. I was like, oh my god,
0: <sighs> <laughs> yep,
6: I, I can't I, let you live this down. I'm I was doing, doing really
0: so, <laughs> so well. You, you, yeah, for so long.
4: And if I had said it, yeah. Well, I don't know how to clip stuff, so. Yeah. I wouldn't actually
2: do that to you. I would yeah. laugh if somebody actually <laughs> did, though.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure someone will. And as long yeah, as they don't. are
4: like, exactly, this has to show up on Friday night.
0: <laughs> I sure hope not, because.
4: <laughs> I, I hope not either, because. The last thing
0: I need is any student or parent having that
4: yeah.
0: clipped yeah. and put everywhere. Did you yeah. see
4: what he said? And if <sighs> that shows up on Friday night tights, let's just, just not even talk about
0: I, it I, to not put ideas you know, into people's I, minds. So
4: Yeah. And uh <laughs> I, will I, know, their ideas. I will continue. I will uh, continue. I know where to bury the body, so just uh, Oh oh. <laughs> oh look look me up if anybody oh. if you find out anybody did that, just
0: Oh,
1: give me a call. We'll talk.
0: Tina, that sounds like an offer. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. I'll be I'll be in uh, Tennessee here soon. So uh, <laughs> <I'll>...
4: <laughs> I, I, I can't.
0: I, I, like can't. How, I like how I
4: like can't because
2: I'm the one who usually swears on your
0: air. I love how now it's it's two two of the chosen have basically said, "Hey, if you need me to kill somebody, I'll take care of it." Like that's that's what I've just heard.
4: <laughs> I am not killing anyone for you. It's
2: your your your
0: your your, your, <laughs> your people
4: call my people. Okay. All right. Out.
0: We'll get that. We'll get, we'll get that going. We'll
5: get that hey, going. Tina, Tina have yes. a if I can get with you later. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but we have to do it someplace where there's, you know, no evidence. Hey, I saw good balance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say you the just... last time that I ever said that word publicly was back when people were being complete jerks with anna, anna and her, sister. her sister yeah yes, I
4: remember yeah that, I remember. that was, I the was the last
0: like, time yeah. um because i've said other words mistakenly before but anyway then number two says on odyssey <laughs> we don't hear what everyone's saying yeah so i fixed that will gentry will gentry hope you're doing great good sir glad to see you back in the chat and uh hopefully this is a good time uh let's see, Zeke Man had mentioned about the WWE teaming up with them before. Mark63366 is in the chat. Hail to you. The hunky Chunky Funky Monkey is in the chat as well. Welcome to you. Soul Extraction, who's a member? Hail to you. Eagle Rider, that of course is Rosetta Allen. Thank you again for being here. Uh Eagle Rider says, All you Brits are troublemakers. Wow.
2: Wow. That was aimed at Will and Hunky while I'm messaging Richard. Let's be oh, fair. Mm. Most of my friends are Brits.
0: <laughs> mm. But I like how you just paint them all with that same brush. All, I do, Brits. all the
2: time, right to their faces while I'm in chats with them. Wow. I mean Wow.
0: Poor, poor <laughs> those poor those poor innocent Brits. They just
2: Innocent. Will and Hunky are innocent?
0: In this case, yes. Uh <laughs> Uh, the k man says I'll be glad to be somewhat somewhere that doesn't require a mask only place you don't uh, don't have don't have to is outside and even then you look weird for not having one on yeah uh, the K man dude I, I feel the same way and luckily uh, the area that I'm in in Chattanooga is is starting slowly to have a ba- basically back to normal where you could just live your life and, and just be a person. And, and not have to worry about anything. But restaurants, I think, will be one of the last places where that, um, unfortunately, where that finally goes away. Um, new number two says, all health orders. And then it jumped on me. So let me see if I can find <laughs> that comment again. Uh, as new number two says, Northern Ohio. Northern Ohio. New number two also said, all health orders are lifted on June 2nd. Nice. Very, very cool. And let me just catch up with everybody. That way we can go through the panel. Alan Sparks. Alan Sparks. That's a name I have not read in a while. Alan Sparks, welcome back. Welcome back, good sir. You came in just in time, it looks like. Pre-hindsight. What is going on? Evan S., hail to you. Glad to have you here. And there are the reactions to people. Uh, Dr. Blue Box 11, hail to you. Golden Ration, you'll know what it'll be. I hope it's not there. Uh, Keck44, what's going on? Uh, Dr. Bluebox, thank you for saying it's okay. It happens. I appreciate that. Thank you for being a nice, sweet person about it, Dr. Bluebox. I appreciate it. (laughs) As the hunky-chunky-funky-monkey says, clipped XP. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, hunky-chunky. Evan S., did you wear red to mass today? I didn't. I don't typically dress uh, for the liturgical seasons. But speaking of which, blessed Pentecost Sunday to everyone. Yeah. um yeah. robert moodley moobly is here 70b yes i feel that way as well and yes i will definitely clip it out later richard465 welcome to the chat um Honky chunky says who on the panel is in a hot tub right now turn your camera and get odin lots of donations ah well if this was on twitch maybe you would have a point <laughs>
2: oh, i'm gonna interject since richard did show up in the chat because yeah. i told him to come say hi everyone send him some love he's what i was talking about that just lost his dad and he's our right. a good supporter of the community so
0: we'll definitely be sending thoughts and prayers your way good sir thank you for stopping by um but hunky chunky said i ain't innocent well after that comment uh yes i i can see why that is indeed oh. a, a true statement
2: Read his next statement.
0: <laughs> oh, it says, watch Rosetta's streams when I'm on them or even just in the chat and you'll see how, quote, innocent I am. <laughs> that's very ominous of you.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. He, he
2: causes so much trouble in my streams, in my chat. And he comes on them quite often and he is such a troublemaker. And that's why he keeps getting invited on them and why he's one of my wretches. I like troublemakers.
0: <laughs> but according to you... He's a troublemaker because he's British.
2: Yes, and Richard's a troublemaker. And Will sure is. Uh, Look at my inner circle. <laughs> uh,
0: so mean. Uh, Mike Jackson says, lo- oh, lock up the women and children. I'll be driving <laughs> I'll be driving through Chattanooga on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have our end of the year meetings this week. But we're off tomorrow, so I'm happy about that. And then Rob D says, just got the Star Wars Gambit duology and Coruscant Knight's Book Trilogy. 22 away from the full Legends set. Nice! Ooh. How many are in the Legends set total? Laura, do you know that?
5: Oh, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed if, that you thought I would.
0: <laughs> well, I know because I know how much you like the Legends novels.
5: I do. So I do. No, it's a ridiculous number of books in the mm-hmm. EU stuff.
0: Still, to be 22 away, something tells me that that is really close when you break down the total number. Uh, Man Walk with the 5 welcome back. Glad to have you here. And we are now caught up in the chat. As Laura says, not no hot tub. I don't want to be an Odin thought. Um, yes, uh, we, we have a no thought policy here on, here on the channel. Um, so I, I will not be in a hot tub ever. Uh, not only because that's not cool, but also because... No one no one wants to see that. I Wait, don't want to see that.
2: But... I'm going
0: to say, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see that. And um, I don't know who would. And I'd question anyone who would. Someone said 158 novels now with Heart of the Jedi in the Legends collection. So, yeah, 22 away. That's very, very close. Wow. As Cold Ration says, a cold tub? No. That would make no more tub. for
2: girls because it would help them uh, get more attention from the guys, if you know what I mean.
0: Well, I mean, that's, let's just be honest. Like, I think even Young Ripa did a video uh, or talked about it recently in a stream and then cut it into a video where he's like, let's just be honest here about why people, certain people on Twitch and other places get a lot of attention and donations. It's not because the content's necessarily good. Um, It's for.
2: Oh, we all know it. Yeah. Women use their sex appeal to manipulate people. They always have. It it goes back to (laughs) biblical times. Look at some of the stuff that happened even then. Mm hmm. That involves
0: hot. Tubs. Well, no that involves hot tubs. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I was thinking more using sexuality to get people to kill people and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I mean,
0: like Herod's. When you really break it down, yeah. Herod's niece.
3: Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah. uh, uh, don't even. Want to... Yeah, I brought. I was. We read through the Gospel of Matthew with my kids for for their junior year, and so when we got to that, I was like. You see this person, where do you remember this name from? So what does that make? Oh yeah, and then they're like, yeah, not not good. Uh as Hunky Chunky <laughs> says, no hot tub, but he wears the sexy Wookiee onesie. That is true. <laughs> that is true.
2: Um Yeah.
0: And just picture me in that onesie just going, There's no business <laughs> no. like show business, and that's gonna get everyone excited. So <laughs> all right anyway oh no trust me i I feel the same way um let's go ahead and go down the uh go down the line again and uh does anyone well first off is anyone having to leave i I know that uh mr roy i think you said that you have to leave a little early today
3: a little early but i I could stay for a bit okay
2: i'm staying yet it depends on how well my okay so it's completely up in the air
3: okay (laughs)
0: anyone else with Time i need to
5: get lunch situated here so go ahead with everybody else and all okay i'll jump back in once i get everybody fed
0: cool perfect <laughs> as i said that's why that's why i call her the mom of the channel because just look at it. it's like i gotta get everyone fed i gotta make sure everyone... it's like it's perfect thank you laura for for being awesome All right, let's go ahead and jump over to Rosetta. Rosetta, uh, you've been watching anything uh, recently, TV, movies, books, or uh, you just want to talk about the projects that you have working on?
2: Well, it's mostly projects. uh, The last few weeks I haven't been able to do a lot of stuff because I've been fighting to try to get testing done with doctors, which is really not fun considering what they're trying to test. So, yeah. It's been really interesting. Spent about two weeks fighting, constantly trying to get testing done because they think I'm developing Parkinson's. And while I'm fighting with that, though, I'm dealing with Richard. Uh, yeah. It's been an interesting few weeks. I haven't gotten to watch much of anything.
0: <laughs> mm. Have you been able to get lost in your work at least?
2: A few times. I, okay. I, if I have a moment, I do. It. The one that I have recently was doing the drawing challenge from Campbell, which was redrawing the old black cat.
0: Nice. So. Very cool. Yeah, just extended that for people to be able to to see it a bit better. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. And And then, and then you also had mentioned beforehand. You finally got was it a PayPal set up so that you can start to get stuff ready for some of your campaigns?
2: I have the my PayPal for a while. The one that I sent you is if anybody wants to help out Richard with funeral stuff and things for his mother.
0: Okay. Was I that had him get that set up? Was that sent on yes? It okay. should be
2: in the group chat on Discord.
0: Got it, got it, got it, got it. Cool.
2: Uh you might have to load it and get the full link because he sent the quick link, which doesn't always show up in the YouTube chats.
0: Yeah, because it, it also didn't show up as a link in
2: Yeah, if you click it into a browser, it'll redirect to the full link and then you just copy it off the board.
0: <laughs> I think this will work. Let's see. <laughs> No, it didn't, but you can copy and paste, you can copy and paste that and that will bring you to it. And I'll, I'll go ahead and open it up in uh, another location and then I'll post it again and see if that works. So if anyone wants the, there you go. So uh, that is a link. So uh, once again, Rosetta is trying to uh, help out. Um, So Richard, who is uh, a fan of many, many communities uh, and is very supportive of many communities uh, his father passed away and so uh, Rosetta is trying to uh, help out whenever wh- whatever way uh, that she can and so one way that if you want to help out is to uh, donate what you can if you can donate anything uh, and thank you Rosetta as always for always being uh, very supportive of other people
2: could if you have a few minutes, yeah. I could actually give you a screen share and show you a couple of the things I've been doing with the Eagle book.
0: Absolutely, I'm going to post that actually right now in Let me the get chat. It. So Let me a
2: second it takes just a minute here. So yeah, let's <laughs> the yeah, a sec while I get that loaded. Because
0: absolutely, absolutely. So this almost
2: done building the art room, which is where we're going to move everything when we relocate and stuff, my husband got things to install more memory in this and add a second computer. Cause it does eat up my memory really hard doing the book, which is making it slower.
0: Mm. What a uh, so software it, program do you use for it?
2: Uh, it's actually artisan. Mm. And it actually works really well. It's designed to do professional style books, digital scrapbooking stuff. It gives you where the bleed edge is, what the, Everything It tells you everything just simple and easy. So it's been really helpful, and my husband found it for me. Okay. Uh, one moment here. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So if you want to support uh, the campaign, uh, you can go to that link. Uh, so, again, it's an Indiegogo campaign. You can sign up uh, for notifications on the campaign when it eventually goes live. And if you also sign up, as it says there, you will get a free signed printing of spirit the eagle uh with with that signing up so if you are interested in photography if you're interested in animal photography specifically in this case with eagles um then you will have so with the actual book itself because i don't know how far we've because i know it's a project that you've been working on passionately for a while um Mm -hmm. is it is it gonna just be the collections of photos or is it going to have like information about the the uh the, the uh, birds as well or
2: let's make this easy and yeah do this real quick for sure it actually will have information on it and they have the different shots and stuff if it wants to actually it's being a little weird on this mm. i told it to share it's trying to but it's confusing itself now.
0: Yeah, I don't know, because, yeah, it's... it's... Uh,
2: I, I had this too small anyways, and it wasn't reading the enter button. So
0: okay, it's, there it's it is.
2: It's a stubborn thing it is. Um, but Very nice. You'll actually see where the, on the pages it has not just the photos, but information on where and when it was taken. Backgrounds are all designed out of colors, taken out of the photos on that page and mm-hmm. stuff, so... Doing this all myself has been a lot of work.
0: Yeah, it looks really great, though. Yeah, so it's... And I can see what you mean. Yeah, I can see it's like, okay. load, just load. <laughs> but you see,
2: it actually tells you where the trim lines, safe zone, bleed areas, all that are, where the book line for the seam and stuff need to be. Mm-hmm. It'll help you outline everything. It'll tell you when things overlap, which... You can allow but it'll tell you so you know that yeah it is a really handy program it really does work nice really well. and when we talk about the prince of spirit which are down here more <laughs> to give you a glimpse of this yeah and how much it really is here and there's like full page here which is the decorum nest with the baby sitting in it in the sunlight
0: okay it's good just to have the visualization um you know, and, and that there's going to also be text to support it uh, as well.
2: This little section here are the ones of spirit. And Last I checked, she's still around. She's about to turn 36 or just did. Oh, wow. She's now in the top five oldest eagles left in the world.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what is a typical lifespan for an eagle?
2: Uh, in the wild, they don't usually live over 20. In captivity, they don't usually live over 30. Okay. So she is um, quite beyond the normal i've got ones here like i actually took this one in the san diego zoo when i was hanging out with freaking kennel <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice and that's
2: a buzzard eagle and java's hawk eagle and those and then the bottlers are my favorite because i love I say them. that's they a beautiful like... bird yeah bottlers are like a <gasps>
0: look at that red face
2: strong bird version of an eagle and they're from africa and the colors on them are just insane
0: nice And these were all captured by Rosetta, for anyone wondering.
2: There are a couple pictures as exceptions that Mm. are going to be on this one and the alternate version of the book, which were actually taken by my husband. Nice. My favorite one taken by my husband and the one that I give him so much credit for is going to be in the extra alternate version of the book for the higher tiers. Okay. And... It's just because of the angle he got on the face.
0: Is it this one right here? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful.
2: And that was actually taken by Steve out at the zoo in San Diego. in Calum.
0: Nice. So
2: that's, I know everyone's seen that I've been doing this for a long time. It Part of why it's been a long time is I'm about the ones I went through to pick the favorites for these two books mm-hmm. were I had about twenty thousand eagle pictures between those. I have more since then, but those aren't going to be in these two. <laughs> so. Oh
0: my goodness! So you said twenty thousand total photos?
2: Yeah, it's actually probably closer to thirty now over this year. I've got oh, some wow. really interesting shots this year.
0: That's but awesome! Yeah, though. I'm
2: very devoted to the photo work and my nature work.
0: Nice. Well, that looks awesome, and I think also it it helps to because it's not just about you know getting the photos and then putting them into a book. It's you're also you know building the book itself by your you know by yourself and all of the textual elements to it as well. And as you mentioned, uh, the, uh, your computer it's because of the RAM potentially.
2: Yeah, this is an old computer, and I've got a lot of stuff I run on it. It is my husband's going to rebuild it some and get me a secondary and. Okay. I'm going to have one of the laptops set up with it. I'm going to actually have a long desk that's going to stretch with several computers and workstations. So
0: nice.
2: We're almost to having the art room ready for that. We've got to order a few more supplies for the flooring and the wall, but yeah, it was literally eight for almost a decade. It was a storeroom when all the medical stuff happened. We just started putting all my art supplies in bins in there until it actually was full to the ceiling. and. I've been going through every bin and everything in that room piece by piece and emptying it out to make a new studio. So mm-hmm. it's been a long process.
0: <laughs> yeah. And actually, it rem- you know, we talk about the, the new setup coming up. It reminds me, you know, this computer, um, you know, y'all, y'all will see it a little bit more delayed. Uh, but this yoga computer, uh, this is the computer that I started the YouTube channel with three years ago. And uh, it was amazing when I was able to, upgrade this because of the generosity and love of of the members of the channel and all the supporters to build the pc that i that i use for all these streams and how night and day it was because even though like at the time this was you know a very fast computer and it was able to handle streaming and handle editing videos i mean it it took a while it took sometimes 45 minutes an hour to render just even like a seven minute 1080p video and uh because of the generosity of, of the people on the channel now with the machine I have, it's like, I can get an hour plus long in, you know, 1080p video in like just a few minutes. Um, and so I, I'm very excited for when you get your full setup, because it's, it's just, I just know you're going to be like, Oh, I can actually, this is what it's like to actually be able to, to do the work and to be able to actually like, you know, have it flow and have it actually uh, have everything work. You it's know?
2: insane work goes into a photo book because mm-hmm. hey getting those kinds of photos especially of lesser photograph things for, for most people you're there's daily drives there's hikes there's mountain
6: mm-hmm. exploring
2: there's all this stuff there's travel every few pictures there is so much work and so many attempts and so much searching the, the perfect shot and the perfect time and then you add that and you go and I have to sort all the photos that were taken in those months, and you have to figure out exactly which are which, and you have to pick the favorite shots, and you have to get those laid out. Named, titled, organized in folders, pick which ones you want on which page, then you can do the rest. And I started looking it up and figuring it out, and they said for the average photo book, there is a, not counting final printing, there's about a staff of 30 to make it. Wow because of how many different stages there are and how much work goes into each stage, including making backgrounds, filling out detail information, all that stuff. And well, also, cause is, you're
0: dealing with very high quality, uh, photos and, you know, typically how large is like the size of one of those the file size of one of those photos?
2: Oh, they're pretty decently big. I actually have a couple of giant hard drives full of photos that I use. Yeah. I, um, Got a special on the site that you can do use for making like photo videos and collages and stuff. And they had a special running for a lifetime membership
0: for, mm. on
2: sale for almost nothing at the time. And it includes unlimited cloud storage for life.
0: Oh, wow.
2: At the tier that I got on sale. Oh, yeah. So I've been slowly backing up the best pictures from each group from the last few years. Oh, yeah. Just add a few into that. And I,
0: and I bet I it. bet you have it uploaded several places.
2: <laughs> it's just because an actual full storage is you want that just in case anything ever happens. Oh, for because sure. It's been three and a half years now. I've been doing this. Yeah, photography work.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because anytime you're working in any of the of the media's right, if you're working with video, photo, uh, audio, I'm sure I'm sure uh, the K man can can relate to this as well because he is a musician. You know, you always want to have as many backups as you possibly can because, you know, redundancy is a very important thing because if you, if you have especially something you put your heart and soul into, you put hours and hours of work into, and then just one little thing causes it to, to get corrupted or, you know, something out of your control, you know, I I, I remember, you know, earlier on I, I didn't have that full understanding and so there were times where, you know, there was some error that would happen and it would lose entire, you know, I would do like a 30-minute uh, podcast or something and then all of a sudden i realized oh the audio wasn't recording Ah, uh, what is that so it's just things like that uh you don't really ever consider yeah but that's it, awesome it,
2: it, it's amazing because i never realized because the photography itself is a full-time job and mm-hmm. it's mostly hiking exploring and driving into the middle of nowhere and stuff it's not light work anyway oh
0: yeah and I mean, because as you said, you're you're dealing with wild animals here and, you know, even with even with domesticated animals, if anyone has ever had a dog or a cat, even if they're well trained, you know that they don't always do what you want them to do. And so, yeah, to, to get all the photos, especially of um, eagles of, you know, I think like I think especially with like ant, like uh, with birds in general, they're probably some of the harder ones. To capture. I've got
2: one of the photos, and it, yeah, it's a little gruesome because it's nature and its finest. But it's literally the eagle ripping apart and eating the deer it just killed, with the wings fully expanded, standing on top of it. I remember
0: it. you. I remember you showed that on a previous and stream. Yeah. yeah.
2: Those kinds of shots. The ability to get those shots. Yeah. There's so much exploration to find that one place at that one moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't know why. Sorry. Usually, uh, by the time I'm
2: on these streams or I'm talking to people in the afternoon, I've been up seven, eight hours hiking and driving and exploring. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I don't know why, um, but when talking about like how difficult it is to to get the shot, as a uh, golden ration says, training a cat, forget about it. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's very true. They're very self sufficient. And um, but have you ever seen the film The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, <sighs> the 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 remake? with Ben Stiller. Um it's actually a really good movie and in my opinion it's the only film that I can actually stand Kristen Wiig in um which is a huge kudos to uh to Ben Stiller's direction there for 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 giving her a direction and to be able to make her actually likable. Um and in it though one of the characters who's who's uh played by another actor is a photographer and is known for sending these really great shots to use on the cover of I think it was, was life magazine or something and um, and so it's like they're they're getting ready to their last issue and they're trying to find this footage because there was this perfect shot that was on the uh, on the roll that they can't find and so he ends up going on this journey trying to find this photographer who's like you said going out on journeys, going out on hikes, going out to all these different locations and what's great is when he finally finds him, it's almost by mistake because he's literally just on a mountain laying down with his camera. And he's looking at this one specific animal that has been notoriously hard to photograph. And then the guy's just like, he's like, uh, what are you doing? Like you're, you're ruining my shot. Like it's this, it's like this really funny moment. And it just, but the fact is like, he was sitting there for like hours and hours just to to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And so it makes a lot of sense as to why the the project is, is taking as long as it is, not just because of having to put everything together, but just to get the shots themselves.
2: Yeah. And then the, the storm last year did so much damage to this area i was out for months where i couldn't work on it and then dealing with the medical and stuff is delayed it and it's just been it's been a labor trying to get it done but i'm not giving up it's going to get done
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and i'm determined on that
0: yeah absolutely and, and all it's I... mostly done yeah both
2: books are completely designed laid out the backgrounds are done and most of the information on the first book is filled out
0: Nice, yeah. Because just looking at what you were showing, I was like, this this looks like it's it's mostly done as far as the, the overall design is concerned, and probably just needs to go through one of those you know typical things where you know you go through it, you make sure, you double check, and then you have maybe someone else look over it just to you always always good to have that fresh pair of eyes I'm looking going
2: at it. To finish the information filling out in the first book in the next couple weeks. Go back over it proofread myself and then have somebody else proofread it then i'm going to actually talk to a few a few places and have them do a test printing of how they could do it so nice it is actually getting to that point where i'm getting close to being able to actually have a printed copy in my hand that i can yeah but i want that copy and i want to know what it's going to cost per book before i launch Mm -hmm. the campaign so
0: absolutely (laughs) which which is how it should be and that's that's all i'll say about that Others, others would, I think, uh, be well-served in following that same uh, style, trajectory. That's not the word I'm looking for.
2: Plan of action.
0: Plan of action. There we go. That's a better expression for it. So, awesome. Well, yeah, it looks fantastic. So, once again, everybody, if you want to uh, sign up to learn more about the uh, the project that she's working on that she was able to show us that uh, Rosetta has been working very hard at. The link is in the chat. So sign up for the Indiegogo campaign. And right now it's just to sign up for the email list. And then you will, if you sign up for the email list, get access to exclusives that will not be available to those um, once the campaign is actually live. So Rosetta, thank you for sharing that with us. Anything else uh, as far as content or projects that you wanted to talk about?
2: Well, one great moment that came out of that, I actually did sell some of the original drawings and stuff over with Peter Samedi on his auction a couple of weeks ago. And actually, when the first original of mine to sell that wasn't commissioned by somebody, but just sold because somebody wanted it, was actually the hand-done version of the picture of Spirit that I did, which is actually nice. going to be one of the bonuses in the campaign is going to be the artwork I did.
0: Nice. So,
2: that actually has sold and actually been shipped and received so
0: that's awesome yeah my uh because my wife does art um more so nowadays for for fun and i remember the first time she had a piece that she did for an art auction and to see her go there it was like one of these in person in place and so you would walk around and see all these art pieces all of these different like it was other, it was also more stuff than just art. There were like packages that you could put money into. It was like a fundraiser though to, you know, you would, you put like a, you'd put a bet down or not a bet. Um, oh, what's the word for it? Uh, I guess it would be a bet would be a, a same way of doing it, but you're putting it in and then people can walk around and put a higher bet, like right, to put a higher number down, you know, as you're going through the process. And so when, when she saw that her painting went for just even like, I think it went for well, well over a hundred dollars. She was just like, I can't, it was just that moment. So I can, I can, I remember the, you know, the feeling that she had when, when that happened for her. And so I, that's awesome that you were able to experience the same thing.
2: It, it's, it's one thing to have somebody hire you for a commission and you do the piece knowing they're paying you for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because they, they know your style. They're specifically wanting you to do a certain drawing versus somebody see something you did just, out of your passion out of your heart and says i like what you did so much i want it Mm -hmm. it's like that next level
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah because as you said right to, to do something because you're asked to do it and you're you're fulfilling you know an order basically is very different than you you do something that you love you do something that you're passionate about and then someone says i want that and you're just like Thank you. That's awesome. So, again, very happy that that was something that was able to happen with this project. Anything else? (laughs) Floor is yours.
2: (laughs) girl, right? What was that? No, uh, the biggest thing on that is, yeah, and where did he put those? Oh, there is one crazy thing to note on this pinup book. Mm -hmm. I have actually had several people put in... um, Submissions at this point, there will be a set of them that's actually based on me in this book.
0: Fun sounds scary, too, a little bit. Because someone said, I'm gonna draw you into, I'd be like, uh,
2: it was kind of a mixed idea. Because most of the people who know me know that I avoided cameras a lot when I was younger and skinnier and the wrestler and stuff because of what I was going through with people and the abuse stuff, so. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way to take back the fear I had back then and also have something that represents when I was healthier like that before all the meds.
0: That's awesome, though. So So, that is something also, is that something that anyone can follow anything to support or?
2: Right now, the only way they can really help with that is to donate to my PayPal because it's going to just go straight up for sale on different sites when it's finished. Okay because I want it to be easy for them to just straight up send the money from that right off into um, the military charities. And so I don't want just to have a run and be done. I want it to work. My husband's trying to set it up, so I'll be able to have it on Amazon and
0: Lulu and Mm -hmm. all those.
2: And then they'll just be able to buy it directly and have half of each sale go straight to military charities.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, for anyone that so, that has I, not, I was
2: gonna send you that yeah. link, but my computer's being a little laggy.
0: That's <laughs> fine. It, but yeah, it, just to, for for as you uh, get the link ready, um, for anyone else who uh, doesn't know or hasn't been on and watched these streams before, you know, when she's talking about the pinups, so uh, she and there's a couple other artists I believe right who are working I together. Have
2: a bunch of artists at this point. Yeah. From um. I've got Vic King from over in CG, and like Kevin drew some, Hex Allen, a bunch of different people in CG and different comic communities around and stuff. Even like um Yitzy Lemon who does a lot of the stuff with the Trek and fandom communities and stuff like that are all drawing these for me. And I've got like 15 different artists and folders that all drew a set of pinups at this point that I have to color for this. So it's been really, intense in a lot of ways but it's just crazy too. Mhm. And yeah, it
0: But I was going to say it's for those that don't know the money that she's raising with those uh sales is going to help support the military uh and specifically helping veterans. So Yeah.
2: Right now selling the artwork pieces is being used specifically to fund paying the artists who are helping me do the book or the other pieces that aren't military pieces that I've been selling have been being used to fund surgeries for my cat, who had severe cystic condition, and mm-hmm. she still got a few more surgeries down the road yet. Yeah. So that's what my funding's been going to when I get it. Yeah. <laughs> military and pet care.
0: <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing uh, both those projects. Uh, and yeah,
2: that link should be in Discord now.
0: Okay. Cool. So if you would like to help to support. Rosetta, uh, to help support the work that she's doing uh, for either, I mean, I guess they could just specify in their donation what they, what they wanted to go to so, let me just open it up so that way I can actually copy and paste it, so if you want to support Rosetta and her work, uh, please check out the link as it is being posted right about now, there it is so there's the PayPal link to help support Rosetta and Rosetta you're awesome
2: Aww. and then I'm trying to t- listen to you still and my husband didn't want to leave without getting a hug and kiss first oh
0: so. that was so sweet <laughs> I saw that <laughs> well thank please you as- yeah <laughs> thank you as always for for being here and and for continuing to support and so please everyone send your love and support to Rosetta whatever you can uh awesome anything else before we move to Mr. Roy?
2: I think that's it. It's just same as always. It's always art projects and charity work when I'm
0: here. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love it. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Roy, what you been watching recently?
3: Uh, watch Mad Max for
0: the first time. Oh, the original Mad Max. Yeah. Oh, what were your thoughts? It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. That That's
3: actually a perfect word for that series. And rather yeah. for for
0: that specific movie,
3: yeah, it's yeah, it's a really weird film. I, was, I looked it up. I was like, yeah, it's made by a bunch of crazy Australian people. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a weird film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually, when people ask about the series and rankings and stuff, I actually didn't like the original a whole lot because of how weird and bizarre it is. Road Warrior is like awesome. Like, it's actually a, a movie. It's actually like a legit great, well-made, well-written film. Whereas the first one, I'm just like, oh, I don't know how to feel. Again, Weird is a great description of that first one.
3: Yeah, I've never... I've not seen any of these films. I'm going through one-by-one. One. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to start the second one. Um, I heard there's four of them, right?
0: Yes, yeah, because there's the three originals, and then there is the, uh, the I guess, re make reboot i guess reboot would be the best word for it um that they were able to do with uh Mad Max Fury Road
3: okay yeah yeah i, I, I recommend it i mean if you want to watch a bizarre mm-hmm. oh, post-apocalyptic film made in, Aus- made in Australia <laughs> i recommend it that <laughs> if i say if that description
0: is something that entices anyone please let me know who you are because that is just yeah if you like weird movies from Australia other than Mr. Peabody, I probably couldn't think of an- anyone else who might who might say that that would be enough to sell. <laughs> but, no, it is, it is completely inaccurate. And I think that when you eventually, when you do see next Road Warrior, you're going to say, oh, okay. This, okay, I'm fine now. Because, like, I felt the same way where I saw the first one. And I, it was after everyone had said so many amazing things about the Mad Max movies. And I was just like, I don't get it. I, I don't get it after the first one. And then you watch... Road Warrior, and you're like, ah, okay. Now it makes sense, and then you watch Beyond Thunderdome, and you're like, ooh, this is also a lot of fun. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to
3: it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what else have you been watching? I watched the um, Night Stalker documentary from Netflix. Night Stalker? That... Yeah, they have a documentary feature on Netflix that came out this year. Hmm, okay. Actually, really good. It's it mostly focused on the actual investigation of trying to capture the night stalker it has interviews the actual investigators and yeah I, I highly recommend it
0: okay and as someone who doesn't know as much about like the nights St- like is so th- that's based off of an actual like real life event is the nights St- i, I cuz as someone just who's kind of clueless on that is is should i know who the night stalker is or
3: he is a uh, serial killer that terrorized uh, L.A. and uh, San Francisco during the mid-80s. <laughs> uh,
0: well, it happened during the 80s, so that would explain why I didn't know about it. Um, yeah, even things would've... in real life.
2: He strikes again, huh? Is, is it, whether it's a movie
0: or whether it's something happening in real life.
3: My, yeah, my he would um, sneak into houses and rape and shoot people. Oh. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, no. Is the series, Uh, you think, a... a a good like understanding of just the psychology so does it take it from the from the night stalkers perspective or like how does the story
3: told um it's told from the um, the police perspective mm. it's very little glorification of the night stalker which is what i really like i don't yeah. like when i watch something and it's mostly about the killer and his past and stuff like that yeah There's, Four episodes, and they basically don't say really anything about the Night Stalker until like the fourth episode, which <laughs> is the last one. Yeah, it's it's very little about the Night Stalker. It doesn't really glorify him at all. Um, the reason why he's so popular is because he was very satanic. Uh, he was into Satan worshiping and crap. He, used to, he left that kind of stuff in his crime scenes. Okay. And when he got arrested and stuff, he had. Um, followers for some strange reason during his trial that women used to hang around and worship him and crap
0: well <laughs> it's, it's the weird. the mention of Satanism makes a lot more sense as to why that would have happened that actually makes yeah, a lot of sense
3: it's, it's really creepy considering that he the dude was actually a pedophile <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's really creepy
0: <laughs> I know and, and you think about like all these different people who've existed throughout history who have done these various things and it, it's just amazing how these people like as crazy as they are can get people to follow and them fan clubs believe and in
4: them
2: supporters yes. yeah
0: it's it's truly bizarre to think yeah. about
2: especially the amount of women that fan club after and idolize serial killers who seek out and kill women yeah it's like um uh, girl um what's wrong with you in your head
0: yeah it's like yeah. Uh, Go ahead.
3: Yeah, what's cool about the documentary, too, when they tell that part, they tell it from the perspective of the family members that had to deal with that crap. You never actually see them actually interview the actual crazy people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's, it's really well put together. Okay.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so Night Stalker series, so you said it's just four episodes, so is it meant to be like a limited series where it's just the four, or are they going to do another season
3: uh, no, it's just four episodes. It's called uh, Night Stalker to Hunt for the Serial, serial Killer.
0: Okay. So um, is it kind of like a documentary style then?
3: Yeah, it's, it's four episode, uh, one hour each documentary series.
0: Okay. Nice. Tina, you were about to say yeah. something? No, no.
4: I was just going to say, yeah, that's a that's a good, well, quote unquote, good case. So...
0: In what <laughs> way a good case?
4: Well, it's just one of those that... You know when I went through homicide investigation school, that's one of those that they throw out there.
0: Mm. So it's 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 one of those like it's like a by the book like it's a good to see how to do how to handle certain situations case.
4: Yeah, and there's another one, uh, Mr. Roy. I don't know if you remember this one or not. The Green River Killer. I think he was up yeah, in Washington yeah, yes. or Oregon.
3: It's actually in the same area, and so the. Um... He yeah. investigate the main investigator that investigated the Night Stalker case also did this the the other one also.
4: Oh my god! And
3: it's, and it's brought up during this documentary.
4: <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Those those are those cases. They especially like Ted Bundy that they bring up in homicide classes, and you see the scene pictures and everything. And it's just, it's just some of that stuff that civilians they really ought not to ever. See, yeah, so
0: but then again, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Roy was talking about how you know they, they develop these, these cult fan followings, and they do. Bundy was yeah. one of them because people yes. thought he was an attractive guy, and so they're, they're like, Oh, he seems so nice,
4: yep, yep,
0: that's exactly. really strange, yeah,
4: yep. Yeah. The uh, Menendez brothers, they had, I think both of them got married,
6: hmm.
0: <laughs>
4: two members of their fan club it's like wow. we love you we love you we don't
0: care if you killed your parents <laughs> wow yeah imagine having like a conversation with with yeah parents if they if they do have any parents it's, it's just like hey yeah i'm getting married to this person you mean the serial killer yeah
4: <laughs> this is my this is my son-in-law the he murdered his parents
0: it's like eh, no thank you for that Oh, thank you. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, Gentry, women love a bad boy, even if he's so bad he kills. It's sad, though, that it's there's some truth to that. You know? It, it's yeah. just It's just interesting how, obviously, that's, you know, taking it to the complete extreme, right? The whole bad boy's mentality to the complete extreme of that person, you know, killing and stuff like that. But... It is something that is, again, it's this fascinating psychological impact that for some reason does draw some people in. Yeah. I would say that there's probably, you could actually see something similar, I would say, also with, with psychotic women, too. Like, there's these uh, cases of these women who, like, kill their children and stuff, and then they put the picture out there, and then there's people who are like, Oh, well, it's terrible what she did, but... Uh, she looks really nice or uh, she's hot uh, and i'm like mm," drives Uh -uh. me crazy both sides do it and it drives me nuts (laughs) and i hate it (laughs) Uh. so mr roy uh so four episode docuseries on netflix night stalker Mm -hmm. anything else
3: uh watch the happening
0: yes Go At on, I I yeah, my, ears <laughs> <just perked up.
6: laughs> my ears just perked
0: up, my ears just perked up. Go ahead and talk about the happening.
3: Um, it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't I don't have much to say about others. What wow. is wow. your What is your favorite part? Um, the scene where he goes up to the house, them kids. I don't. I don't know. There's so many good parts of that movie. The old lady scene. The old lady scene. Oh my god. That gets
0: me every time. Are you gonna... It's like, you come to kill me in my sleep? What? No! (laughs) Oh
4: my gosh.
0: (laughs) It's like, you're gonna do this, this, this? It's like, no, ma'am, we're not. (laughs) Oh, the acting by Mark Wahlberg in that movie is just top. top
3: Top-notch.
0: So you don't have much to say about the happening.
3: Uh, they go up to that house, and their kids just out of nowhere to start acting like asses, and then the yeah. guy just out of nowhere just shoots stuff. I know, it's like, what? what even even what? The, When the second kid gets shot, the, the guy immediately just sticks the barrel of the gun out the window. I know, it's like, What? <laughs> That is film... that the
5: Killer Wind one, with the w- trees are killing people with the yes. wind or something? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So somehow the 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 trees and plants, the earth has evolved to be able to fight back against yeah. humanity. oh,
3: uh, uh, Yeah. The script of the movie is originally called The Green Effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I kind of wish it kept that name because that would make it even better. <laughs> I wonder if in other countries, you know, sometimes films have different names in different countries. I wonder if some some countries it kept that name of The Green Effect. I don't know. <laughs> and I bet they were like, "I think this gives too much of the plot away calling it The Green Effect. Let's just call it The Happening."
6: <laughs> Which
0: the whole time I'm like, does, I mean, maybe does maybe I'm missing something? Does anyone know why The Happening was chosen as the name for the movie?" <sighs> I don't. <know. laughs> because something was happening like it's like it's just like hey well we can't call it the green effect that's gonna give the plot away oh what else can we name it well something's (laughs) happening and they can't explain it until the end so let's just call it the happening oh that's brilliant lord
4: (laughs) mr roy It's so funny that you brought up The Happening because I also saw a Mark Wahlberg movie that I'm going to discuss and it sure as hell wasn't The Happening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is that it's not going to be anywhere close to being as good as The Happening.
4: Oh my God, no.
0: Since it's not The Happening.
4: (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. And what's so funny is that he apologizes for the movie that I looked at, and I'm like, no, Mark, you should apologize for being in The Happening.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? I will say, there's got to be something, there is something, I think, worthy of of commending for an actor who, who won't even apologize for, for bad movies. They're just like, no, it's a career choice I made, and it's a movie that exists, and it makes some people happy. So you know what? It is what it is. Like, every every now and then you'll have, obviously, there's a lot of actors who will say, oh, I regret this. And I'm very sorry for, for this or for that role. But, hey, if he's going to be there, like, I bet if you asked Nicolas Cage about The Wicker Man, he would probably, I, I don't know if he has said anything about it. But I bet if you were to ask him, he'd be like, you got a problem? Like, he's probably very proud of that film. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Killing me won't bring back your damn honey. <laughs> How to get burned. How to get burned. <laughs> oh, and then you got the happening. No, what? No, ma'am, we're not. One of the best skits in modern SNL history, which there aren't many, but one of the best ones I think was, was it Andy Sandberg, who did uh, Mark Wahlberg talking to animals that was the (laughs) best that was the best (laughs) skit that yeah so they just acted like and then it's just like hey dog how's it going oh that's really cool say hi to your mother for me
6: (laughs) say hi to your mother for me
0: yeah hi doggy how's it going
4: hi doggy
0: (laughs) I love Mark Wahlberg ah so good so good
4: it's so funny we're looking at Mark
0: Wahlberg movies I know right
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. Roy, were you able to watch anything else? That's pretty much it. I tried to watch the Star Wars Disney films and oh. gave up. <laughs> oh, so like starting with uh, Force Awakens? Yeah, I wa- I got through Force Awakens. It's a lot mm. more boring than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, yeah, I haven't watched that in... yeah. Cause it- since yeah, I've seen it since. Yeah, I'd seen it since um, theaters, and yeah, uh, once you know where these characters are going, it's it's really boring. I I yeah. actually had this I felt I fell asleep, and then I had to. <laughs>
0: I like how though you fell asleep, but then you felt the need to go back. <laughs> And be like, oh, maybe I missed something that will be more interesting. And then you're like, nope, no, I didn't.
3: And, yeah, I got to The Last Jedi and made it to the Rose Tico introduction scene, gave up. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this casino side quest mission where they save horses. Oh, the bad CGI
0: horses. And then all of a sudden they're just like, Yeah, we did something good or we did something right, and you're like, okay, that was a waste of our time. Thank you, Canto Bites. Yeah,
3: Yeah, you got all those poor kids now, they gotta clean up all that crap that they messed up. Seriously. (laughs) 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 Well, it was all to set up Broom Boy, because you know
0: Broom Boy's gonna come back at some point, right? You know? (sighs) In that eventual Ryan Johnson trilogy, which (laughs) I will say this much. To be honest, it would not surprise me at all if Disney did eventually, like, okay that and, and go ahead with it. But, I hope they do. But if they do, I hope it's a Broom Boy trilogy. Because can, if it is a Broom Boy. Can you imagine boy, the, the yeah. kid
5: who played Broom Boy? He's probably like, this is my shot. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, wait, everybody hates this movie?
0: Oh, it would be... and I hate, to, I hate to put it that way, but it would be the... Um, Oh, what was the the poor kid's name? Oh,
4: Jake Lloyd. Jake
0: Lloyd. It would be Jake Lloyd yeah, all over again.
4: Exactly.
0: Oh god. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody because that poor kid yeah. went through so much that it it messed him up for life.
4: Yeah. He's, he, yeah. He's in bad shape.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, I, yeah. So if he does Broom Boy, I hope it's like an older Broom Boy with an older actor who could handle that kind of thing. Because, yeah, if he tries to bring in a kid actor, the same kid, even, uh, I guess at this point, the kid might be older to be able to handle it. But, ah, no, no, thank you. So you got, you got to just, when you mentioned that, you got to the Rose Tico part of her introduction. Uh, that's very early on in that movie. So, uh, Needs to yeah, say, you did, didn't I make. I it very
3: almost it Yeah, I didn't. Almost think did it past the Lord Bernstein in the freaking, Lay uh, Leia Mary Poppins scene. Mm.
6: Yeah, even that, when I like,
3: watched. It the, yeah, even when I watched it the first time. The the Leia fly scene. I was like, what am I watching? Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I at that point in the theater, remember looking around and being like, "Am I the only one that's like?" wondering what the heck is going on right now and like every person on their face was like what like because <laughs> and and i feel like it started off like she you know people you know she was in space and so people it was like started off with this like some were sad because they're like okay this is how the character dies and then there were others who were like like oh maybe maybe something will happen and then, like, when things started to happen, there were some people who were like, oh, this is awesome. Like, because they were like, oh, she has the force powers. This is great. And then when she starts flying, they were like, oh, um,
3: it's not as awesome anymore. Uh, my, it's like, yeah, it started my, off,
0: and then, oh,
3: no. I, yeah, I did a, I did a similar reaction. People laughed in my theater, too. I was looking around. I was like <laughs> half the people in the theater were looking around also, the other half were <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah. Uh, I, the best experience, though, in, in the Disney era Star Wars,
0: though, I, when I when I actually got to see Rise of Skywalker early, uh, thanks to uh, to John Flickinger, and I remember me and him were next to each other, and it was the it was the scene <laughs> it was the scene when uh, when the, the the deadly kiss happens at the end between uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Ray, so you know Ray and uh, Kylo kiss, and then Kylo dies, and we just started cracking. Like we were just laughing hysterically because we're like, "She just killed him with the she kiss, <laughs>
4: kiss of death, the kiss of death."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Uh, there were so other, uh, there were so many other parts of that film where we were just
3: laughing, but it, that one especially, we we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so bad." Yeah, I tried to rewatch that one too and I made it to the um when Ray was floating around the rocks and gave up.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, when she became the the Jedi master with no training.
3: That like, I in, can't um, fill the Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead.
5: No, in my theater when Ray held up the dagger to the horizon and was like trying to find the spot on the Death Star with the dagger. <laughs> Yeah, the whole th- the whole theater busted out laughing.
2: You know, <laughs> this is. I am glad that I couldn't watch it because of the seizures flashing. Yeah. Honestly, why the hell would I want to put myself through this? It's bad enough that I literally wanted to rip my ears and eyes off after watching the one before. Why would I want to watch the next one?
0: And also, too, like when you know, talking about that scene specifically, yeah, I remember. I think that was another scene where me and John were just like, this doesn't make any sense. How would this ancient blade somehow magically be able to mark up with these fallen space? Like, this doesn't make any sense. We were like, this is just laziness in the writing. And yeah, that's, it was... That's
4: J.J. Abrams' writing. You're mm-hmm. just supposed to just... Don't think about it! Just
0: yeah, let
6: it
2: happen. Yeah. Just remember, all it takes to be J.J. Abrams and in special offense facts or anything else is to just do this a lot and make a lot of lens flare and pretend there's a plot hidden in all the ugly. That's it.
0: And then have the access media come out and, and defend you and and give you all that. And I will say this much though. It's not completely, it's not completely JJ Abrams fault because Chris Terrio was also (laughs) a writer And even though he has done films like Argo, which I thought was very well written, before he did Rise of Skywalker, the two films in his repertoire were BVS, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. And that would have been the Justice League uh, done by, I I assume that was the one that was done by uh, Joss Whedon that he wrote. So we should have seen and also, oh, apparently, oh, here's here's a fun fact. Apparently, it's been announced that he's going to do the screenplay for Justice League Part 2.
4: <laughs> I meant there's a... What?
2: Apparently.
4: Will and chat telling people, watch it for the same
2: reason I did, for the lulls.
0: For the lulls. <laughs>
2: thinking, I, I can watch bad horror movies and get the lulls, and I'm not going to give myself a seizure. Yeah. And I can sit there and pause those things for eight hours, making fun of every character every time somebody dies. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have fun. I might <laughs> <laughs> uh, be a little sarcastic and snarky. Oh, that's okay. That's that's,
0: <laughs> that's what we come. No, that's that's a good thing. Snarkiness is fun. <laughs> it's like fezzes are cool. Snarkiness is fun. Uh, Soul Assassin says JJ Abrams is starting a gaming company. Oh well. I wonder who he's gonna
4: steal that from.
0: Mm. Get ready for lens flares in your video games, now, everybody. Um. Yeah, because that's not
4: gonna make it harder to play the game if all of a sudden there's lens flares
2: going off and you can't see your character, right?
0: Yeah, seriously. And going like, mm. oh,
2: God no, JJ, just stop J- making anything and go J- back into J- a J- where you belong. I mean.
0: JJ, no. <laughs>
2: JJ, it is not our fault that you are inept. It is not our fault that the <laughs> things you make are crap. Go curl up and live in obscurity where idiots like you belong, please.
0: Maybe. Of
2: everything presses it only.
0: Someone mentioned it when I was sharing the, the movies that I was sent last time about how he got his debut as a musician, actually, for, for one of these. Oh, uh... And
3: yeah.
0: so part of me thinks maybe maybe he can go back. To, I haven't I haven't seen the movie yet, so I don't know if the score is good, but maybe that's his calling. Should, what should was the fair, movie? Most
2: oh,
4: musicians, nobody ever hears about, so that could work.
0: I Night mean- Beast. <sighs> it was the film called Night Beast.
4: Okay, yeah, I remember I was talking about that, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm looking at it on
0: the TV. Yeah, it's uh, Lloyd Kaufman. Okay. And uh, yeah, original music by J.J. Abrams.
4: Huh.
0: it was his. Uh, he was like 16 years old, and this was his debut in film. Was for music. Wonder who stole the music. From? <laughs> I don't know, Don Doler, Don Dollar.
2: And then I looked at chat and saw Rob say that J.J. Abrams' video game you can only turn the
0: brightness up, not down. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, I appreciate because I get the reference uh, Soul Assassins. Now, wait a minute, JJ. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. No. No, no, no. Now no. Wait a minute. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, brings me back. All right, uh, Mr. Roy, thank you very much for sharing uh, those films that you've been watching and your thoughts.
3: Appreciate you having me
0: on. Ah, uh, thank you always for being here. Um, ZK Man, what you've been? What you been up to?
1: Uh I haven't watched too much stuff. I did catch three movies within the past month, though.
0: Okay, what you uh, get to see?
1: Uh, first one is a old eighties movie uh, called Savage Street. Hmm. It's a uh, Linda Blair, uh, the main role in it. Uh, supposed to be about her sister gets attacked and beaten and put in the hospital and the whole plot of the movie is supposed to be her getting revenge but if you actually watch the movie it uh it's somewhere along the way they lost the plot to it yeah hmm. uh, cause after her sister gets put in the hospital you get all these other random things that has nothing to do with the actual story itself and it's not until like the last 20-25 minutes of the movie that she actually starts doing any revenging type stuff Okay. It, it pretty much it They. it's like somebody was given an opportunity to make a R-rated movie and they like well let's throw in a bunch of foul language and nudity and we'll throw in a plot somewhere along the way
0: Yeah, it sounds like one of those, you know, 80s movies where they were like, oh, we can do this kind of stuff now. You know, it's something that started, you know, it started back in the late 60s, 70s when, you know, the code error was like officially, like, falling away, and you started to have the actual, like, rating system being implemented, so that way you actually could have more adult themes and stuff, and so they're like, we can do it, so why not? Which has always been a, a, I just... I, it's the HBO philosophy at this point right where it's like oh we can have nudity so we should it's like no that that's that's not how it goes yeah anyway also let's
2: be honest some of these actors you don't actually want to see nude when they do the nude scenes I mean
0: I don't want to see any of them <laughs> like that
2: I'm sorry I'm really snarky but uh, really I want to so I, I that's something where
0: that's between them and themselves and them and a, a future spouse not me <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see any of that.
2: Yeah, but you're the little Christian teacher. You're supposed to be all good and sweet and well-behaved. uh
0: <laughs> oh, it doesn't make it any less true. Uh,
2: that's why I go talk to the other boys when I feel <laughs> frowny and crazy. We're not going to understand it. That's why I have
0: the hunky-chunky-funky monkey. That, and... That's why I talk
2: to him and Richard and Will, because they, they can deal with me being a nutcase and crass better
0: than you can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right. So Savage Streets, <laughs> 1984. Interesting. Uh, what else were we able to
6: watch?
1: I had also watched, uh, in the heart of the sea the movie. I, the funny thing is, is I've actually had that movie in my collection for probably a couple of years now, but it's about a week ago is whenever I finally sat down and watched it. Uh, supposed to be uh the story of what inspired uh Moby Dick
0: yes I remember when this film came out and everyone was like oh we've got this new Ron Howard movie and and it got some like some hype early on because it was Ron Howard and he was going to do some really cool things and then I remember when the film came out and it just like it just sunk like no one went to go see it no one had any uh interest in it and it, i don't think it and yeah it, it didn't get any award recognition either from anything except for uh teen choice awards interesting it got nominated uh-huh. because chris hemsworth
2: yeah that that's, that's right. really cuz teenage girls wanted to look at the hot boy let's exactly
0: be yep absolutely
4: wait wait what do i provide hunky chunky
0: what <laughs> provides the R? Ah, gotcha. The R rating. Oh,
4: gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, Glinzer said, Glenzer had said, Rosetta comes here for the PG, she goes elsewhere for the R. And then oh, Hunky okay. said, Rosetta provides the R.
2: That's why I'm usually muted when
1: I'm on the screen.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so wh- overall, thoughts on In the Heart of the Sea? I
1: mean, I, I pretty much liked it. Uh, it, uh, I've always been one of those ones that if there's any type of history to the movie, then I usually pretty much enjoy them. I, I'm I know that Hollywood they're always gonna throw their own little twist on everything, mm-hmm. but I mean it, it. It was actually something that I didn't really know about. I mean I I knew the story of Moby Dick had came from somewhere, but I didn't really know what the story was until I had seen this movie and uh. Mm-hmm. I mean the visuals itself they they were pretty decent and uh yeah plot was uh it, it was like one of those deals where it's not super action. It actually gets straight to the story and that is the type of movies that I prefer.
0: hmm So it just didn't have anything really special, uh, to, to make one have like long term interest in it or to go back to it at any point, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's one of those ones where, like, uh, me personally, uh, I would not mind seeing it again. But if I don't, then it's not going to be nothing. If, from, it won't be a loss to me. It was okay.
0: So, so it wasn't so bad that you're like, nope, can never do this again. I refuse to watch it. It's basically if, if someone was watching it or invited you to watch it, you'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it, it seems like it's like a C-level movie where it's it's not it's not offensively bad, but it's also not that great either. Meh. Yeah. It's a meh film, <laughs> exactly. All right, and then what was the so what was the third film you watched?
1: I uh, ended up uh, as one of two movies that I've actually been able to see in the theater this past year, oh. and that was uh, Mortal Kombat.
0: What are your thoughts on Mortal Kombat?
1: i will say that it it could be nostalgia but i will probably prefer the original over this one but i will give them credit for as far as like the visuals go they were more in tune with the actual video game as far as like how mortal kombat used to be real violent you know they gore and stuff like that so they they actually did, they were faithful to that aspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the story itself goes, I like the fact that they did give sort of an origin to the feud between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Uh, But as far as like, it's, but after that, they just pretty much, they it's like they forgot that Mortal Kombat was a tournament thing until the very end of the movie.
0: Yeah. It it was a weird choice they made because, you yeah, know, when we think about Mortal Kombat, the obviously thoughts of the original come up, thoughts of the video game come up and in both cases, right, you're in the tournament. Right? The tournament is is a key part of the story. And this one it was actually more of this prequel. So, I think mm-hmm. that it was actually something where I think a, a reason why a lot of people had issues with it was because they probably shouldn't have named it Mortal Kombat. They, they should have named it, like, Mortal Kombat colon, you know, the beginnings or something. Like, they should have made, I think, something in the title make it very clear. Because, obviously, if you watched the trailers or did any research on it beforehand, you might have been able to figure out that it was not going to go into that. But I feel like people who are just general fans of Mortal Kombat storyline and, and stuff would probably have gone into the film thinking that they would get essentially a new and updated version of the original and then end up getting something that is, is not because um, again as you said it just it builds you up to this moment and then you're like oh never mind maybe next time if we make money and it's like oh well you could have at least made a effort to make it a good prequel <laughs> <laughs> like that's just like you know, it's I, I feel like if they if they went in because I don't know what they what mindset they went in with, like whether they went in with the prequel mindset or if again probably a, if, like with most films you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen, different desires for where the story's gonna go, but yeah, it's just like you could have at least done because there was some good stuff in there. Like the I always say the the very opening is great, right? The original yeah. fight in was it like feudal era Japan between uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion is great. And then the last fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero is also fun. And then everything else in between, you're like, ah, well, Kana was funny. But that's yeah. all what I can to remember. The guy who gets the laser eye.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was fun. Yeah. I like yeah. him. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he was clearly the comic relief and he did a very good job. Yes. Providing it. So, in in the end, yeah. So in the end, K man, what were your, I guess, overall thoughts about the movie itself?
1: I mean, uh, pretty much uh, as far as like overall, I mm-hmm. probably would maybe give it maybe B minus at the most, okay, C plus something like that. But uh, I will give them one thing: is that for the first time ever, I actually disliked. Sub zero.
6: Whoa.
1: whenever uh and any time that uh uh like as far as like they actually made him into a bad guy that I actually could sit there and say, Yeah, I wanna see him get taken down. Whereas like growing up, anytime I played the games and whatnot, he was always the one that I would ninety nine percent of the time choose to play as. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this one. That's, day, actually. Oh, that's
0: so sad. Because <laughs> you're like, it's like you're you're going in and you're like, I can't wait to see this character because this is a character that I've always been a fan of, and then ah oh, to be ah oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I Man, it's it's cool. I mean, uh, it, but yeah, I will give them credit on that. They actually made it to where I actually, or the because I'm, I didn't really want to see him win in the original because yeah, he was a bad guy then too, but as far as like this one, I was actually I was actually, yeah, when are they finally going off him? uh, But I mean, Mm -hmm. other than that the only only other thing would be is that kind of threw me off is because it would be not seeing ones like Johnny Cage and Katana because those two to me were main characters in the Original game and whatnot, and not seeing them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand that they talk about they are doing a sequel that they're supposed to have, like Johnny Cage. But yeah, if they don't have the sequel, then he never really existed.
0: Yeah, and so Rosetta, you gotta head out.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go take care of things.
1: Okay,
0: well, thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for take care. Yeah, and again, you can support Rosetta. Uh, she's got the campaign on Indiegogo, and also you can support her by supporting her on pay- on PayPal as well. So I'll post that link again. And uh, thank you again, Rosetta, for being here. You guys have a good day.
2: You too. You too.
0: Oh. Bye bye. Oh, kisses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I, again, I, I think that for this for this movie especially that the thing that always I think that when I think back to it because there, I got a lot. It's interesting how I got a lot of pushback on my thoughts on Mortal Kombat there was a lot more fans of it than i thought like it, to me when it first came out it seemed like there was a lot of mixed reaction and then it ended up being there's a lot of people who have who are very positively thinking about it or maybe that's just my thought because they had that one guy who claimed to be working for um uh, what was the company that he claimed a uh, uh, legendary the guy that claimed to be a legendary employee and was like you don't know how much money it's making um Maybe that's just what had the perception be like people were defending it. But I, I think that there are these, again, these really cool elements. But talking about that Johnny Cage sequence, it feels... And I don't know if you feel the same way. It feels like they heard the feedback when when they mentioned that Johnny Cage not, was not going to be in it. And then because people were so ticked off about it, they decided just to tag it in at the very end. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like it was almost not even supposed to be there originally. And they just tagged it in to make people happy.
1: Yeah, because whenever... Spoiler for anybody that doesn't <laughs> want it. At the end, when they show the poster, they don't even show his face. So yeah. it's like they just threw a poster there, like I said, just mm-hmm. to say that, yeah, see, he is going to be in the next one if you decide to show up.
0: Yeah. It's like, we don't have the actor chosen yet. So clearly this is our plan from the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Because uh, obviously you mentioned before you don't have any dates for uh, upcoming album and book, but anything that you can or want to share?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, as far as like the music goes, uh, like I said, I don't want to put a date out there because everything's still up in the air right now with everything getting ready for move, but I'm hoping that if I can get it recorded and because I'm going to have to find somebody to actually master it after I record it because my mastering skills aren't that great. Um, but uh, I hope, I'm hoping that maybe I might have at least one song out before I move. But uh, I will have something out before the end of the year that is the goal. As far as the book, it probably won't be until probably sometime around beginning to mid next year.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, especially with the big move coming up, because uh, again, you're—that's uh, going from yeah the very top essentially top you know north uh, west of the country and going to the south. So you know that that's yeah. going to take a lot of time and attention to get ready for that for sure.
1: Yeah, because you're looking at since I'll be driving, that's roughly give or take around twenty five hundred miles.
6: Woo.
0: But hey, yeah, that- that's gonna be a pretty drive.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I think I, I looked it up, and rep, like if you went nonstop without having to stop for rest or anything like that, that's 35 hours.
0: So what you're saying is that you're gonna do a 35-hour drive straight through? That's what I heard. Probably not. <laughs> I could.
1: I've done it before, but I, you know, it'll probably be one of those deals where I'll probably drive about half, half the. Uh, half of that amount of time and then stop off for sleep and then maybe try to push it the rest of the way.
0: See, since, uh, since Mr. Roy mentioned the, uh, Mad Max universe, now all I can think of is that what you should do is you should have like a retrofitted car (laughs) with like, like extra gas tanks, like on the sides, like, like plugged in. And then you're just like, Nope, I'm going straight 35 hours, no stops, no breaks. I got energy drinks in my hands ready to go.
4: Oh, it's Smokey and the Bandit, then. Yeah.
0: Is that what they do in Smokey and the Bandit?
4: (laughs) Yeah, they are supposed to go pick up a supply of Coors, I think, because Coors isn't available in that state, and he has to complete that run
3: within a certain amount of time. Interesting. Uh, 28 hours or so? Yeah. Yeah,
4: it's been a while since I've seen Smokey and the Bandit. (laughs)
5: I guarantee Manic. you Owen has
3: not seen
4: that movie. I know he hasn't.
3: That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, speaking yeah. Speaking of that, um, thank you for um, that giveaway because uh in the Bandit comes out on 4K in a week.
6: <laughs> yes.
0: Actually, yeah, it, it's coming out soon. I want to say I thought it said July 1st. Um, that was June or July. Yeah, um, but it has indeed been... Ordered. Oh no, yeah. So it's it's set to yeah early June, early June.
5: Going into Amazon now. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it is released June first, <laughs> and it says that it'll get to you uh, within the first week of June. So sweet.
5: Yeah. Uh, Reynolds I'll, was the man.
3: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll send you the digital code so you can watch Smokey and the Bandit. Ah,
0: there you go. <laughs> 'Cause yeah, I guess is it available anywhere else right now? I feel I like it's an so. older film, so typically it's it's typically it was a type of movie that you would think would be like on Amazon or HBO Max or one of those places. No,
5: but. it's pay-per-view only. Wow. It's held its
3: value. Wow. Good. Yeah, uh, it was the actually it came out the same year as Star Wars. It was the second highest grossing film of the mm-hmm. year.
2: Yep.
0: That's interesting. The second highest grossing film of a year behind star wars smoking the bandit i don't know there's just something about it it's like you think of star wars right and then obviously smoking the bandit was was very popular and still is popular and everything but it's also just like one of those things where you're like it's just interesting like they're very different films i would guess i haven't seen smoking the bandit but i'd imagine that they're probably pretty different <laughs> i'd imagine that it's probably different
5: about as opposite uh, as you can get. Yeah,
1: yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you sing one, the other one will be... You don't even have to worry about seeing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, very, very cool. Uh, yeah, and so that is... So that that's all you got,
1: K-Man? Uh, well, I guess one other thing. Be, yeah. Uh... Uh, come June 26th, I'll be doing an overnight walk thing for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And uh, right now, raising money for that. Uh, I got to update my site with the new information for it. But uh, as of right now, I've raised about 300 of a $500 goal.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, pretty much a. Uh, trying to get that all squared away it's one of those deals where it'll be a little bit different because of the whole uh, COVID thing but Mm -hmm. uh, they pretty much every year what they do is they do overnight walk it starts like at 6 in the evening or something like that and goes through the night pretty much at the end of it all you've walked about 16 miles. Wow. Oh wow.
0: But hey, that's awesome though, uh with how much you've raised and uh yeah, it's always great to hear um you know uh K-Man to hear uh, Rosetta like all the work that they do to to help out these different groups and organizations. And so I just want to say again uh thank you for uh for continuing to do that because yeah, I remember when uh when the K-Man's album dropped. Uh I mean, COVID just has my whole timeline messed up. It's been, what, it's been a year at least, right?
1: Yeah, about uh, almost. Uh, Coming up on a year? Because it was, I think, November whenever it came out.
0: Okay. And so, yeah, and I remember he was, you know, any profits that he made from from that in that initial release, he was donating uh, to to these charities. And so uh, that's just awesome, man. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. And, and if you want to support... Uh, the K-Man and his work. I've posted a link to his Twitter uh, and on his Twitter you can uh, follow and uh, you can go to his website as well and uh, just so that way I can get the uh, website out for anyone who's interested uh, the website is xtheboundaries.co so that's the letter X, theboundaries.co. if you don't want to go to Twitter so thank you K-Man
1: No problem
0: Yeah all righty. Uh, everyone's doing okay? Everyone's feeling good? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have to head out. All right. Mr. Roy, any last second things you want to say before you head out?
3: Uh, not really. um, I'll give a shout out to a small channel that I found recently. Okay. It's uh, called Homemade Documentaries.
0: Homemade Documentaries. Cool. I'll look that up. Tell us a little bit about them.
3: Um, they do these really good, like, um one-person-made documentaries on NASA space, on the NASA space program. So from um, the Mercury just... Gemini program all the way to Apollo and the space shuttle program and stuff like that, it's really well made. It's from what the channels described is just one dude basically putting these, these um, videos together, and they're really long, really detailed. Some of them are up to two hours long. I mean, it's really good stuff. It's I've not seen someone go in this kind of detail like this and I've not seen this kind of info really from other places it's I I recommend them
0: nice yeah and uh, I just posted a link to them uh to the channel yeah so it looks like the guy's name is Jackson Tyler uh Mm -hmm. homemade documentaries and yeah he's got one called uh Project Gemini part one in 4k hour and 42 minutes
3: it's very rare to have anyone actually talk about the Gemini program it Usually you hear about Mercury or Apollo. With, yeah. People just skip over the Gemini program for some strange reason. Yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. We wouldn't have got to the moon. If it wasn't for Gemini program. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, as someone who does not have as much knowledge about, about that, uh, this, yeah, I always love when there's these channels where, because documentaries, especially in, in the modern world with, with uh, just how far, you know, how advanced technology is, how easy, how much easier it is to access different parts of technology and just information in general, right? It's it's something where it's it's really a great time for documentaries about these different things, and it's just sad because the the mainstream documentaries that get picked up by studios and get you know put out for awards and stuff are typically about stuff that you know in some cases they're they're pretty good, in some cases they they talk about pretty important things, but then there's a lot of others where they just talk about things where you're like, really, that's what people spent millions of dollars on when there's these other things independently going on that have so much more interesting stories. Um, So that's really cool that this, that this guy's been able to do that.
3: Yeah. What I found, him, he only had like 6,000 subscribers. He's already up to 17. So I'm going to assume that YouTube's finally given him this, you know, he's probably been on here for a while. Wow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it looks like, and you know, he's about 17,000 subscribers. And based on what I'm looking at, it, that seems to be completely just his work. I mean, because he's got thousands and thousands of views on these documentaries. Um, and that that's a, that to me tells, like, again, to get 17,000 when you have videos that have like 46,000, uh,
3: three oh, could... Mm hmm. Yeah, I could say that's within a few months because I it was a few months ago I found him. He has only had like six or 7,000 subscribers.
0: hmm Yeah, it says here that the the channel, he joined back in 2011, uh, but obviously when you join doesn't necessarily mean when you start doing uh, things officially on YouTube yep. necessarily, but that's awesome, dude. Yeah, th- thanks for that shout. I just want
3: to...
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Roy, thank you, as always, for being here, man, and for, for being supportive. Of, of the channel and just for being awesome and trust me you will really like the second mad max movie it is so much better than the first <laughs> it's actually a movie it's like how it's how is i that... like to describe it <laughs> it's not just a bunch of random things and random things people saying things it's no it's actually a story and it makes sense it's great
3: uh, it's uh... Uh, does it still have crazy Australians in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, that's still got this crazy Aussies in it. But <laughs> at least this
0: one makes more sense. So <laughs> it's one you'll want to go back to, as I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, I, yeah, take care. Appreciate, appreciate you having me right. on. Nice to be here, man. Yeah. Bye, that's Roy. Bye, yeah. bye. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, well, before we move to Tina, Snorta Poop is Cubers here. And he says, about humans and other quitters." arriving late from an afternoon of nerdery. Well, nerdery is always welcome here because nerd is the cool thing to do and to be. And speaking of movie nerds, we have a very large movie nerd in our next panelist. And that, of course, is the Empress of the Universe, Tina B, because I don't (laughs) think there's any other bigger fan of movies in movie history that that I'm aware of. So, Tina, what's been going on?
4: yes well, I didn't see as many movies this last month as I did.
0: Yeah have not your uh, your diary pulled up and I was like not as many as I thought that you would yeah, have seen but,
4: but I saw four really good ones and <laughs> <laughs> I
0: really see bad ones. oh I see a, I see a half star in here <laughs> and uh, based on the name I can't wait to hear you talk about it. A little bit, but okay.
4: (laughs) Uh, But I saw I did rewatch Godzilla vs Kong before it went off HBO Max, Mm -hmm. and I still don't have an issue with it. What we (laughs) talked about before, same here. I am really getting good in my kaiju studies. Uh, I guess I'm in my fifth month. I did a Godzilla quiz on youtube and i scored 17 out of 25. whoa nice so i was like i mean that's not expert that's going to take a long time but still yeah um all right yeah came in half star (laughs) okay i'm i'm gonna knock my four stars out okay I rewatched. I love HBO Max, I'm going to say that because they've got so many great movies on there and two that I watched, well three that were on HBO Max, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf <laughs> with Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor? Elizabeth Taylor won her second Oscar. uh, Nathan asked me about it and I said, yeah, you can't see this movie until you're 25 or 30 because it's rough and I think I saw it when I was like 13 or 14. My mom was like, yeah, I think you're old enough to see it and when it was over, I was like okay, I don't know if I ever want to get married and it's um, Richard Burton plays this down and out college professor He and Liz at that time, they were married to each other. And me and my mom used to joke, we're seen behind the scenes of the Burton Taylor marriage. Uh, Her father is the president of the college. And they love to play these emotional games with each other. And both of them, she stays drunk all the time. And so they invite this young couple over to their house, and the couple shows up at two or three in the morning. Uh, they all had been to a party that the the president was throwing, and this couple comes over, and it's like several hours of just watching them go at each other. Mm. And there is a – everybody in this movie is psychologically damaged. But to this day, I still don't know why anyone would be afraid of Virginia Woolf. No one has ever explained that to
0: me. Is so, yeah, I've always wondered because I've – isn't it a book as well? It's a
4: play. I actually okay. saw the play here, Our Actors Theater. Hmm did a performance of it in their smaller theater, the Mm -hmm. more intimate one. And yeah, there was stuff that I didn't remember from the movie when I saw the play. And then when I rewatched the movie the other night, I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) I missed that entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just, it's just insane. It's just like you're on this wild ride with these Four crazy people, and you just want somebody to stop the car and let you out because at that point you're like, "I'll just walk home."
0: So, I, I, so it's not a happy movie, you would say. No, it's not. A happy
4: movie. <laughs> 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 it, it's just—it's so over the top, insane. But I would say that I've seen so many movies with Richard Burton. That was definitely one of his better performances. Liz Taylor gained, I think, 30 pounds for the part because we're just talking about a few years after she was in Cleopatra. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I think the next year she did um, Reflections in the Golden Eye and she had her shape back. Mm hmm. But no, Virginia Wolf, it's just one of those movies that you just sit there, you pop the popcorn, you get out, whatever your drink of choice, and you just say, Yeah, I'm gonna watch these four people's lives fall completely to pieces and watch them play these games with each other. And the only one in it that ah, there's gonna be one innocent person, I guess it's uh oh shoot. I can't think of her. I can't think of the actress's name. It's in my review, and she did get an Oscar nomination for best supporting, and she's just loony. Um, she's got a lot, a lot of issues. Uh, with like Sandy violence. Davis, Sandy, yeah, or that's Sandy it. Dennis, Sandy Dennis, Sandy Dennis, and she had one of those. Every time I saw her in a movie, she had that same little high-pitched voice that always drove me crazy. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to her career. I mean, she was around, like, in the 60s, maybe in the early 70s, and then she just kind of, you know, disappeared. But that's Virginia Woolf. My other top-rated movie was Throne of Blood, which is Kira mm-hmm. Kurosawa with his usual Toshiro Mifune. And they took Say that word Shakespeare- again, please. I'm sorry, which one?
0: The the fun one, <laughs>
4: to Shiro Mafuni.
0: Yes. What is that? Or To Shiro Mafuni.
4: Mhm. Armafuni.
0: Is that is that the name of a person? Yes, it
4: is. Okay.
0: At first, I when you said it, you said it like with his with his typical machine Oh, I'm all, sorry. All I thought for no for a second, I was like, oh, is that like a style that he used? And so, so I was like, <laughs> say that again. I've never heard this before. And now it's like, oh, 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 it's an actor. He's well. He was
4: one of those that was in Kurosawa's acting stable. Yeah. So, yeah, but this takes Shakespeare's Macbeth and transfers it over to Japan. Kurosawa said he always liked Macbeth, and uh, he felt that a lot of what you see in Macbeth was reflected in feudal Japan.
6: Mm -hmm.
4: So, if you've seen or Red Macbeth, just take the plot line and move it to Japan. And it's an excellent movie. It's a beautifully shot movie. Uh, Laura, I know when you said when you saw Roshiman, mm-hmm. and you were talking about Kurosawa's use of movement. Yes. yeah. And you see that so much in Throne of Blood. I mean, it's like fog is moving, or the people are moving, or dirt is moving and it's just this is this it's just a gorgeous movie and
5: yeah i'll never forget that scene of the crazy lady on the ground when she's yes testimony. yes and, like the, the wind is blowing her and she has this long robe on and she's twisting around on the ground i wish yes. was like right.
0: Wow, I have so many films that I, I finally picked up of Kurosawa, and I've not watched them yet. That's one of my goals over the summer. Obviously, to one grow in my knowledge of '80s movies, but also because that's a perpetual goal. Uh, but also to actually start watching because I, I think I because I know I have like Hiro, um I, I want to say I had Rashomon as well, but I just want to see more of his films because I keep hearing about him. Yeah,
5: Where do you think is- uh, a good place to start for someone who would be interested in that, Tina? If you – I would say
4: start with Roshiman. That's the first Kurosawa movie I ever saw. Okay. And that just left such a mark. I was like, okay, what else has this guy done? And then I went to like Seven Samurai. Because that's the one I've –
0: yeah, I've seen Seven Samurai. i have seen Seven Samurai. I love that one. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. So I would go – and of course Hidden Fortress, which is the movie that George Lucas claimed inspired him to do Star Wars, Mm -hmm. whether you believe that or not. So –
0: Um, Yeah, I have I I have that one because of that reason. I just have not, um, again because of my the way my poor little brain works have not.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Throne of Blood. Oh, I was getting ready to say the because we if you've seen the Shakespearean play, you know Macbeth dies at the end, and what is the spoiler warning? I well. If you haven't seen Macbeth, I'm sorry. What, 600 year old spoilers? (laughs) You can't spoil a 600
5: year old play. (sighs) But
4: there's a scene at the end when they're firing off these arrows at the Macbeth character. Those arrows were real. So Toshiro Mufuni is
5: (laughs) dodging real arrows. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness
5: there, and people okay. thought yeah. yeah
0: exactly people thought that you know james cameron's use of water in films like the abyss <laughs> putting actors at risk hold and then he's just like hold my beer uh yeah. hold, hold my sake i i'm gonna dodge actual errors here <laughs> yes so
4: yes now the ones that actually hit him of course were fake but the yeah. other ones yeah they're real and i'm like yeah take that cgi so <laughs> <laughs> okay um I hadn't seen this movie in, in a while, but I rewatched The Age of Innocence. It was on Pluto TV for some reason. I thought that was funny. Hmm. But uh got to see it from the beginning. And this is maybe the most un-Scorsese Scorsese movie ever. And I think that's the reason why the movie flopped hard at the box office. Mm. Because I think most people thought, oh, Age of Innocence, so we're going to go in there and see bang, bang, shoot him up, mm-hmm. all this. No, and then they go in and it's like, what is all this? Why are these women wearing these dresses with
0: bustles? And... And, w- is, and and one of them being Winona Ryder. I'm looking at just the image from the yes! – f- and I'm just like, yeah, yes. I, I – I, I, Don't ever think of Winona Ryder wearing a dress like that.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. What she did in uh, Coppola's Dracula. Which you probably have never seen.
0: (laughs) 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 That Um, should be a foregone conclusion at this point. (laughs) Yeah, it
4: should be. But anyway, yeah. Age of Venice is is just gorgeous because he captures that whole gilded age in New York at the time where you had those top, I think they called them the, the 400, but they were the upper families and all you had to do was just make one little mistake
6: Mm -hmm.
4: and that could be the end. And Daniel day Lewis, he's playing American in this and he, as usual, excellent. I'm, I'm curious as to how long it took him to put the character together. (laughs) Uh, Because I know it took him two years on There Will Be Blood.
6: Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, But he plays uh, an attorney. He is in an upper-class family. He's engaged to Winona Ryder's character. Winona Ryder's character comes off as this little shy, oh, I don't know why that came into my head type. And she you look at some of the shots when scorsese sets up a scene with her and it's like no she is nasty my mother hated her character and you and if you look beyond the surface if you listen to some of the lies that she says you're like oh, she's not as innocent as she's trying to be. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I said in my review. I said, it's when Edith Wharton gave the book that titled The Age of Innocence, it's like, no, these people actually are as brutal as some of the gangsters in Scorsese's other movies. Mm-hmm. Because they will cut your throat. They will cut you down. If, like I said, if you make one little mistake, they're ready to kick you out of society. Um, the Michelle Pfeiffer character, she is a cousin to Winona Ryder's uh, family. She comes back to New York. She's one of the Americans that married into European uh, aristocracy. And usually it was to pump up the aristocracy because the Europeans had lost money. So they needed that American wealth as influx. Uh, She has been in a very miserable marriage. We get hints that her husband beat her, emotionally abused her. Uh, She travels a lot. She comes back to the United States thinking, well, I'm going to be with family. And Winona Ryder even drops this line like, I think she would have been better off if she had stayed with her husband. Who says that? Except that you're embarrassed. Uh, but anyway, they asked Daniel Day-Lewis to kind of look out for Michelle Pfeiffer's affairs, and he ends up falling in love with her. Uh, he's kind of a 19th century progressive, uh, which would not be like when we hear the word progressive yeah. today, what we would think of. Yeah. Uh, he has a difference of He feels like women should be more independent. He's starting to doubt why he's even marrying Winona Ryder. Hmm. But he ends up marrying her anyway, even though he's in love with Michelle Pfeiffer. But it, like I said, it's one of the most unScorsese movies I've ever seen. It's it, you don't go into it and think, "Oh, this is going to be what we usually get from him." Uh, and it, it's it reminded me. I think I said in my review, it reminded me of a lot of the stuff like Eric von Stroheim did. Back in the twenties, when he was at his height, and he made what they considered the most expensive movies in Hollywood at the time, because you see these tables laden with all this food and the flowers and the fruit, and the costumes are gorgeous. And Scorsese's camp, the camera work—I think his cinematographer also worked on *The Departed*.
0: His, yeah, I was looking at it because when you mentioned the way that the shots were framed, how they made like the beautiful look. Um, look ugly it's Michael uh Michael Ballhouse is his name and he's he's done The Departed Goodfellas Goodfellas, Gangs of New York uh he also did Dracula Last Temptation of Christ Air Force One Wild Wild West this guy's done a lot
4: done a lot yeah because when I was looking I was doing my research to write my review and I was like "Look look at what he's done yeah and even Wild Wild West was a terrible movie but, but it was it well shot. Good.
0: It was well shot absolutely.
4: <laughs> it book good but yeah it's I've read most of the book and I would say the screenplay really captured what Edith Wharton wrote in her book. And like I said, yeah, it has this title, The Age of Innocence. So you're thinking all these people, are all they're just so sweet and everything. And it's like, no, no, they're not at all. Uh, the one, for me, the one little thing that always makes me smile is that Michael Gould, who played Alfred opposite Keaton's Batman, Val Kilmer's Batman, and I guess Clooney's Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a role in it. And at one point, he escorts Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, to her carriage. Oh. And I just thought... I, I a see fun that connection. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of fun. Because I'm like, oh, okay, you all worked on Batman
6: before.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my other top movie... Whew, I actually put a warning in my Letterbox review. It is Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. It is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie and that's the reason why it was so funny when Mr. Roy brought up The Happening because Mark Wahlberg is in both. Mm. And at this time, Mark Wahlberg says he hopes God forgives him for being in Boogie Nights because of the subject matter. Yeah, I'm like, Mark, I think you need to ask forgiveness for The Happening. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: it took her. You're so bad. <laughs> what? No. Thankfully, I've never, I've never seen the happening. Well, you should. No, never. No. Never, okay. That'll, ne- that'll um, never happen.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm writing down right now, by <laughs> Tina, the happening on good. Blu-ray. It's happening. That'll,
4: that'll be good target practice. <laughs> but I... I don't know, so many youngins out there, but yeah. Uh, Will Drentry, I'm just going to hint at that final scene in Boogie Nights, but that's why I I put my warning in my review because this is not a movie that everyone is going to be comfortable watching because it's about the porn industry. Yeah. And that's the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. But in my review, I said that's like calling There Will Be Blood a movie about oil. (laughs) Yeah, oil is in it, but that's not the key thing. And it's the same thing with Boogie Nights. Yes, it's about the porn industry, but the characters are sometimes you're rooting for them. You hope nothing happens to them. And the performances are so good. Um, we were talking about Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was one of the most underrated actors ever. He he did a lot of crap near the end of his career. I mean, I think he popped up in a Yule Bowl movie I was looking at, and I was like, why is Burt Reynolds in this movie? <laughs> and then he would do Deliverance. And then he did Boogie Nights.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: And what I love about his character in Boogie Nights is that Elizabeth Lyons is right. He was hot and smoking. And- <laughs> um, what I love about his character in this is that even though he's a director of porn, he doesn't see it that way. He actually loves movies. He cares about movies. Mm-hmm. He thinks movies should be put on film. Real film. hmm. He cares about blocking. He cares about the camera work. He cares about the screenplay. Yeah. And yeah, it's going to be a triple X rated movie, but he still cares. Yeah. And in that scene when they tell him, okay, we, J.K.D. Buck, I'm going to, I had heard that when I was doing my research and they said, I think he had mixed emotions about it, and he did score a Golden Globe. Uh, Well-deserved. He he was nominated for an Oscar, did not win it because that was the year Titanic came out, and it was like, it was going to be hard to beat Titanic at anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when they tell him that the industry is getting ready to move into videotape, so now people can... Watch this material at home and not have to go to the theaters and the drive-ins and like that. He is visibly upset because they're for him they're destroying a, a, an art form. So it's almost like directors today, uh, not comparing Christopher Nolan to a <laughs> a director, but yeah. he he still puts his movies on film, mm-hmm. not digital. Yeah. So you kind of see where. Reynolds' character is coming from that he's like, No, 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 movies aren't videotape, movies are film. And at that point, he starts to just kind of it's just like, I don't care, whatever you want to do, he doesn't have that passion anymore. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore, I am not a fan of hers, I never have been, mm-hmm. but she nails it in this movie because she's a good actress playing a bad actress. Mm-hmm in this industry and she's very three-dimensional because she's got some issues in her other life real life Mm. they keep interfering with her and of course we get you've got uh off the top of my head john c Riley, who is so young i had forgotten he was even in the movie don cheadle yeah um
0: I say there's so many, like William H. Macy. William
4: H. Macy. Oh, my God. He is so good in this. Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: Heather Graham. Thomas Jane. Yes. Alfred Molina.
4: (laughs) Alfred Molina. Yes.
0: And is this right? Robert Downey Sr.? Yes. Wow.
4: Yeah. I saw his name. I didn't know him. I saw his name in the closing credits. And a little thing pops up in parentheses and says, like, he's a prince. Mm. and I was like wait a minute and I had to go look it up and they were like yes he is the father of
6: oh wow
4: (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah Rhaegar's right he does look like he's always been (laughs) He,
6: he always
4: does but everybody is so good in the movie and like I said it's just it's not going to be for everyone. I'm not going to sit here and say everybody should see this movie, mm-hmm. but there are, some, there are some great funny scenes in it. And, of course, there's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and Mark's character was based on the infamous John Holmes, who got into the industry because of a certain attribute he had. Mm-hmm. And Will Gentry was like, talk about the final scene i would just say if you're curious enough go watch the movie Mm. that's 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 all i'm gonna say yeah beyond we have heard stuff talked about through the entire movie and in our brains we might be wondering well are we going to see this (laughs) (laughs) and brian barth is right he does owe his career to anderson and i think I think this and there will be blood. I love both of them. I think I love boogie nights more,
6: Hmm.
4: but uh, I think in lesser hands, I don't know how that movie would have turned out. Hmm. I think Anderson was the right director because he had this great cast. It was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And sometimes that just happens. Where everything just just clicks, mm-hmm. you know. So I think anybody, um, anybody that was in that movie, yeah, I I know a lot of them are probably very embarrassed by some of the things they did in it, but yeah. I would say they should thank him, you know. And I'm just sorry. The movie it was a hit. It was a box office hit. And uh, I'm just sorry that it had the misfortune like L.A. Confidential to just come out in the year Titanic. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, JKD Buck, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> if Tim Burton had directed Boogie Nights. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: sure it would have been the stuff of Nightmares. Uh, would um, probably be.
4: <laughs> um, I can't think of guys' channels. They super void. I think that's his name. He's got a YouTube channel. He does projects that never happened or yeah. projects that have had issues.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I've looked at the one he did. I think it's ninety minutes on all of these Tim Burton projects that never came about, and it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Burton said he knew they didn't want him for a third Batman movie. He went in to talk to Warner Brothers, and they just kept like this. They you. don't want to do batman 3 do you until he finally just said you don't want me to do batman 3 do you Mm. so warner brothers always
0: always (laughs) every single time
4: every single time so my lower rated moves i want to get my my good stuff out of the way yeah mst3k was doing um Another fundraiser for a new season. And I know they hit their mark. And uh, one of the movies they watched is called Hobgoblins, not to be confused with Gremlins, even though these things look like Gremlins. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody that was in the movie. I'm not even sure who directed it. They had a bunch of puppets. They, you know, say, here, take this puppet and swing it around like it's attacking you here, roll on the carpet and take this puppet and pretend like it's attacking you. And uh, The only person in Hobgoblins that anybody might know (laughs) is that he plays the bouncer at Club Scum. He was the pawn shop owner in Pulp Fiction. That's the only person in that movie that anyone might know. And I can't say much more about Hobgoblins except watching it with MST3K made it funnier. So. Nice. Yeah. Glitzer, it always makes it they, better. Always, every always single time. It always makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> and, Glenzer, they said Hobgoblins was one of the worst movies they ever showed on MST3K. So, yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> um. Okay, these other two, I'm going to thank Cult Cinema Classics YouTube channel. Um, I think I'm going to thank him. Um, The Girl from Calgary. Like I said in my letterbox review, um, (laughs) I think the movie was a trope. The plot of the movie was a trope before the movie was even made. And the movie was made in the early 30s because it's pre-code. But it's just that typical guy finds girl who is talented, decides to make her a star. They love each other, but won't tell each other. And then somebody comes between them. And I, I mean, we've seen that trope a million times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the leading actress, she had a pretty singing voice. I mean, she's supposed to be a musical star. So she had a nice voice. I found out she did have the actual actress, had a long career mm-hmm. and the quote-unquote leading man, I would rather see a movie about his real life than what he was doing in the movie. Um, the real actor had an affair with a married woman, killed her husband accidentally, with the San Quentin for manslaughter, <laughs> got out, married the widow I think she died in a car accident he went on to do movies and stage won a tony award i'm like make this movie this is great <laughs> um but that was girl from calgary and it's just one of those you know if cult summer classics is playing it on his channel you look at it and you're done. But Devil Woman was interesting. Because it was in French with no subtitles. Oh, geez. <laughs> Which meant the chat was making up their own story. And so I went on to IMDB and there's not a lot of information about
0: it. So you kind of um, went in blind with it.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's this woman, and she wears this turban on her head, and then when she takes the turban off, she's got snakes for hair. I but she that. doesn't. But she's, m-
0: but she's not Medusa.
4: <laughs> no, but she's not Medusa, which is why I called her not Medusa. Not Medusa. Because I think I think it's labeled as a snake horror fantasy kung fu movie.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, it says here, a woman is born with the power to control snakes. She uses these powers to seek revenge on the villagers who killed her parents along with the help of a local gang. Yes! Wow. So at
4: one point you had not Elvis because he had the sideburns. (laughs) Not Elvis does kung fu with her gang and (laughs) then (laughs) the the snake and then I think the snakes were doing kung fu. Our snakes. (laughs) Because they were flying through the air And, and he was going like ah, 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 ah.
0: So he was fighting <laughs> off the snakes With Kung Fu
4: Yeah
5: but I think the snakes were doing Snake view. <laughs>
4: Snake
6: Fu <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> yes Soul Assassin The comment of the day Snake <laughs> <move, laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> now we're starting to, starting to sound like The uh, amazing film That the K-Man found uh, Yes a couple months ago,
4: but <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, and it just kind of is. It's like uh, uh, that's it. I'm not sure what happened. We were coming. <laughs> oh my god, you're ready to launch me through a song. Everybody <laughs> was kung fu five oh.
0: <laughs> The singing has happened. <laughs> It was a little bit frightening. Little bit frightening. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then I found out there was a Devil Woman sequel.
0: Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> Just when you thought you couldn't get enough of Kung Fu snakes. So don't worry, there's more. <laughs>
4: there's more. So anyway, maybe one day he'll show that, and I'll uh, I'll get the see it, but I'm hoping maybe we'll have subtitles next time so I actually know what's going on. But my favorite bad movie that I watched was <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have hunky, hunky. had it with these kung fuing snakes on this kung fuing plane. Beautiful hunky chunky funky monkey. Yes.
4: Uh, but my favorite of all of them and i when i say favorite i'm using that term extremely loosely was eight versus monster
0: and for yes and i at first i was like what is this and then when i looked at it closer i'm like oh so just know it's called eight versus monster it came out in 2021 what do you think (laughs) That
6: that poster is false
4: advertising.
0: (laughs) Oh, is it really?
4: Oh, my God.
0: So we don't see those characters in the movie?
4: Oh, oh, we see a big lizard. We see a derpy-looking chimp that got bigger. (sighs) That's ape versus monster.
0: Yeah, an ape crash lands on Earth, which creates a sludge. That makes him and a passing lizard grow to giant size, <laughs> resulting in a fight for dominance.
4: Oh, there was no fight. For dominance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With the tagline, the greatest of all time.
5: Oh, well What, what is Gary scary me? looking lizard monster? <laughs> are you looking at
4: the real monster or the one on the poster?
5: Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm looking at images from the movie. Oh, my. oh yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> yeah. The
4: lizard is probably the best effect, and that's not saying much. It's just... And they, he spends most of the time uh, in the movie underground, and I was like, oh, well, that will save on effects.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: For some reason, Eric Roberts is in this movie. Eric Roberts... Julius brother. That makes it so much better. Oh my god. But he knew he was in a garbage movie because
0: Oh, the CG.
4: You see him like trying not to laugh and you see this twinkle in his eyes and Eric's like, yeah, I'm just here for the paycheck. Nice. Oh my god. And it's free on YouTube or it was like the other week. Because I had seen Mr. H reviewed it. uh, Altori reviewed it. And they were like, we watched it so you won't have to.
0: Oh, Glenzer. Geico uh, Gecko versus Furious George <laughs> would have been a better film. <laughs> Glinsor, yes. Oh my god. Well I done. Mean, is, well even done. For
4: the, even for the asylum. This is bottom of the barrel. I mean, I was just like Oh, I can't even believe they're doing this. Well,
0: uh, when this comes from the same director of, fi- <laughs> I wish I was making this up. Okay, this guy has directed a uh, 500 mile per hour storm. That's the name, 500 mile per hour storm. Uh, mommy would never hurt you.
1: Uh oh.
0: <laughs> a film literally called Top Gunner. Not Top Gun, Top Gunner.
4: Well, they've made movies like Transmorphers. Yeah. The Fast and the Fierce. Sunday school musical. And of course Sharknado. You can forgive Shark? Also
0: Eric Roberts is in Top Gunner. So it looks like Eric Roberts is oh, a uh, Eric. It looks like he's he's the muse of this director
4: oh my (laughs) gosh you know how every director has their (laughs) muse
0: in this case the brother of julia roberts is is his muse
4: eric roberts (laughs) was an oscar nominee before anybody even knew who his horse face sister was Ooh, that was real no i do not like julia roberts i never have me and my me and my Baby sister, <laughs> oh, <laughs> not saying she can't act, but oh.
0: By the way, I had no idea Eric Roberts was that guy. I Had no idea that he was related to Julia. It's the yep. dude who was one of the mafia guys from The Dark Knight.
4: Huh? Oh, he was. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, he got his Oscar nomination for Runaway Train with John Voight hmm. and Rebecca De Mornay. Excellent movie. Um. I think he did some other very noted movies and then Julia came on the scene and everybody's like, Hey Julia! And Eric just kind of just like drifted off to the side and it was like, yeah, but everybody knew Eric before she ever even showed up. Wow. So he was, like I said, he knew he was in a piece of garbage. So he, says a Dr. Strangelove line at one point. Hmm. And I just started laughing and you just kind of see like this, he's just trying to be so super serious and I'm like, Eric, 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 they stole that from Dr. Strangelove, but you delivered it so well. But everybody else in the movie, I don't know who they are. I don't care who they are. <laughs> I, I hope that their jobs at Wendy's and White Castle and McDonald's are going well. <laughs> I don't even know who the characters, what their names were. That's why in my letterbox review, I said scientist girl and Russian scientist spy, soldier girl and soldier man. Is
0: soldier girl and soldier man the sequel (laughs) and trequel to Soldier Boy?
4: Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Soldier Boy.
2: Soldier
0: (laughs) Soldier Soldier Girl in the oh.
5: Oh, my gosh. I just. Oh, I, Eric, Eric Roberts was in Star 80. That's where yes! I know him from. Yes. Oh, that is such, such, a, such a good ball. movie. Oh, oh. It's like I know him from somewhere. <sighs> and well, I, knew, I knew how it was yes. going to
4: end. And all I could do was just sit there and hold on to the chair.
5: It was does like killed his career because he hasn't done much since then.
4: But it's, and Peter Bogdanovich was a director, I think, and he got a lot of critical praise for it.
5: Did he do Batman before or after that? Let me see. Star, was 80, was,
4: Star 80 was years ago.
5: 83. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That might have killed him as far as you know, his image because he was such a sleep bag
4: yeah but he played it so well because they said that's what the real guy was like (laughs) oh but that's oh
5: no i don't think you'd ever want no no
0: see which see which one
5: star 80 star 80 80. it's a true story Mm. Mm.
0: yeah
4: and i like i said i knew what was going to happen when i went into it uh because i had read about the case that was before i ever went on the police department it was just one of those fascinating homicide cases and uh, is it Mariel Hemingway that played Dorothy uh, Stratton? Yes.
6: Right. Okay,
4: yeah. And Dorothy Stratton was this Playboy, like play play girl of the year, mm-hmm. or you know something like that. And uh, she marries a sleazeball, or she was already married to him, and then got hugh hefner you know put her on the cover playboy and everything and she became famous and next thing we know uh she's dead and her husband's murdered her and then committed suicide and it was just a very it sounds like he may have tortured her before he murdered her so it's just one of those horrible cases and when you see the movie it's like you already know what's gonna happen so you're looking at the performances and everything, and uh, Eric Roberts was great. He really was. So, it, yeah, it was just kind of a shame to see him. Um... <laughs> well, J.K.D. Buck said he is in everything, just like, oh, if they can't get Christopher Walken, then they say, where's Eric
0: Roberts? <laughs> just looking at his filmography, I was like, oh, he's been in so many things, and this is just the last couple
4: years yeah so he's he's really hit on uh he's really hit on hard times but he's you can tell he's having fun where everybody else is like they're trying to like oh oh the the monster is coming and ape is coming and it's like no 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 no, no, oh he did sharktopus
5: shocktopus
0: sharktopus sharktopus
5: Yes.
4: shark Oh, sh-
0: my. Shar- it's a oh, let me
5: look shark it. octopus? Let's see here. shark Oh. Let's see. Is up. it a half shark, half
4: octopus? Yep.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that
4: sounds about right.
0: Well. Well, then.
5: It's an I... intelligent shark, too. It's not just a dumb shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a in case you were worried. In case anyone was concerned about whether or not the shark had...
4: Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, oh, the ape's name is um, Abraham, <laughs> and we find this out because Scientist Girl, her father, and her father's—I'll just call him Scientist Dude. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those. I'm sorry, I wasn't a better father because oh, uh, I was involved in my work, and uh, but Scientist Girl's an animal. Rights activists and a scientist with, as she said in a phone call, the National Science and Space Administration. So you mean NASA? Why couldn't you just say NASA? Why would you have to say all that other? You know,
0: because so, it's a pristine, high quality film. That's what.
4: It is. <laughs> but yeah, the capsule has.
0: Does the her... does the lizard have a name?
4: <laughs> Monster.
0: It's oh. So Abraham versus Monster could have been another name for the film. <laughs>
4: could have been another name.
0: Wow. Oh
4: Fred well, Fred. <laughs> 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 Abraham
5: Fred.
0: Abraham versus Fred. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Larry <But> the lizard.
4: <laughs> the scene that kind of because I had started getting bored, so I was doing other stuff while it's in the, playing in the background, and I hear the extras going like <gasps> Oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, because there's aliens in this, too. (laughs) I forgot that. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness.
4: And they're in orbit around Earth. And they're controlling Abraham and Monster.
6: Oh, my goodness.
4: I I, I just don't even know My my head's going to (laughs) explode. But the scene that made me look up, and I was like, I didn't just hear that and then I went into the comments and other people had heard it too. They used the copyrighted Godzilla war.
0: <sighs> How they so, get away with that?
4: I don't know cuz people were like should we be calling toho to let them know that
0: something is- <laughs> Well, the whole point of copyright is to obviously protect artists from having, you know, their work stolen to have you know financial impact on them. I don't think I bet they they maybe got notified notified by it and they're like, Oh wait, what's it called? Ape versus monster. What's the ape's yeah. name? Abraham, what's the monster's name? Monster. Oh no, go right ahead. That's okay. <laughs> I have nothing to worry about. <laughs>
4: but yeah, people in the chat were like, uh, yeah, go to the one hour night whatever it is. Yeah. And I was like, so I was right, that really was Godzilla's roar. And I mean, it was like one comment after another, after another. And somebody did say what you just said, yeah. that Toho doesn't, would never even recognize
6: mm-hmm.
4: a, a piece of crap like this. <laughs> so for them to give asylum attention by saying, we're going to sue you all for <laughs> stealing this copyrighted roar, it's not worth it to them.
0: No, it costs them so, more in the long run. And they wouldn't get any money back either, so
4: you're right exactly so anyway but uh, yeah it's just oh my gosh i mean after a while i even i just stopped laughing because it was like this isn't even so bad it's good it's just bad and
0: the chat's having a lot of fun with with this movie i can say that (laughs) apra As uh, Laura, <laughs> <in 40 minutes. laughs>
5: no soul assassin. Soul assassin, but Abraham. <laughs> for...
0: Yeah, and that Poopas had Fred spelled P H R E D. So you know he's, he's fancy. It's he's a fancy Fred. Uh, <laughs> fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got your sneaky, you got your sneaky little snake. You know you got your sneaky little snake. You got your, you know, fancy little Fred.
4: Soul Assassin's right? Because, um. <laughs> Which Godzilla movie is that where Zilla shows up and Godzilla just takes him out like in less than a minute? And that was like Toho's way of giving a middle finger to the 98 Godzilla, <laughs> who they refer to as Zilla. Just to oh, let Gisella. you know, no, this is not the official Godzilla. This is something the Americans came up with.
0: It, it might as well have been Monster at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. That's uh That's a good one to my- to end that list on. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> ape versus Monster, but yeah, if you want to take a chance on it, it was free on YouTube. <laughs> and uh and and in 4K. At that, so you get to see the
0: what?
4: whole glorious mess. So. You get to
0: see <laughs> the entire film in 4K. Well, also the yes. first you put in ape, the first thing that pops up is Ape versus Monster.
4: Yeah. Yep.
0: There's the trailer. There is the movie. 25,000 views. Uh, yep. s- hey, this has a better ratio than most White House speeches 657 <laughs> likes to 259 dislikes.
5: That isn't a high bar.
0: No. That is true. Oh that is true. But they're doing something right, it looks like. So if you want to look at it yourself, I've, I'm posting the link. Boom. <laughs> that is the link. And it's called in this in this one it's called Giant Ape versus Giant Monster.
4: <laughs> oh, that's probably the sequel. But...
0: No, it's the, it's the same. It's just that they, um, yeah, because uh, there's the tag. It's uh, one oh nine fifty four is when they use the
4: Yeah. Okay. There is...
0: it is. I don't know if y'all could hear. I don't know if y'all could hear that or not, but people on stream could.
4: Hear that right? Oh my gosh!
0: All right, so that's we're gonna go ahead deal. and uh, go to it so everybody can hear it. Yep, that's the roar.
4: That's the roar. Yep, <laughs> that's it. So,
3: oh, it's so good. Yeah, because
4: I, like I said, I looked up and I was like, "Wait a minute, no, they didn't." And people in the comments, I mean, it, it was just like one after another after another saying, "I can't believe that they actually stole uh, Big G's roar." Yeah, and I was like, "Yep, they, they, they went there." <laughs>
0: they didn't. They didn't have much to go off on, so they're they, like, "Hey." No.
4: No, but yeah, I mean some of you might laugh harder than I did. I mean, you you all know I love bad movies that end up being good for some reason, like mm-hmm. The Room or Miami Connection or Samurai Cop. And but this just after a while, it was just like, oh no, this is <laughs> 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 and I joked, I said, Yeah, this is one of those kids mom can we go see godzilla versus kong we have godzilla versus kong at home godzilla versus
0: kong yeah (laughs) because you know how every year there's like these big movies that come out there's always this d level uh movie where it chooses the just same like it's like generic language and it's the same movie but it's yeah not and it and they do that and it's actually pretty it's one of those things where it's genius but then it's also like i have questions because they do it because people honestly will think that's the movie, or yeah. and and so they. But then I am like, how how do you get tricked by not knowing Godzilla versus Kong is not the same thing as ape versus monster? <laughs> I, I just I have questions.
4: <coughs> well, and look at that poster. That's yeah. the. That's why I said the poster's false advertising, but it, yeah. it's making you kind of think, "Oh, this is the long-awaited Godzilla versus Kong." Until mm-hmm. you put in your Blu-ray player and yeah. <laughs> take a look at that sucker. So
0: absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing that into our lives because that is just. I'm I so don't excited. Know if I'm-
4: I'm not sure if that was a good thing or not. Oh, I think it.
0: <laughs> I think it, it already is a good thing, Tina. Oh so,
4: my gosh!
0: So, Tina, thank you as always. Uh, oh, you're for welcome for being here for being the empress of the universe and <laughs> one of the best mods in the business. So, thank you. And Laura, how y'all doing? Y'all doing okay?
5: <laughs> how am I supposed to follow that? I don't...
0: <laughs> well, I know there were. I know there were some things you wanted to discuss. Uh, I have not watched the full episode of Bad Batch yet because I know that you had issues with the most recent episode.
5: Uh I'd rather talk about Burt Reynolds personally. <laughs> Ooh,
0: okay. Oh, boom. <laughs> What you got? What you got to say about Burt Reynolds? I just
5: really would encourage you to watch Smokey and the Bandit, and uh, mm. he did a bunch of movies like that in the eighties, like a um, Cannonball Run. You know these yes. gigantic casts of just really fun people. Uh, Dom DeLuise, isn't that one too? Oh, fun. Um, I don't know. Is Dom DeLuise's character in Cannonball Run is that where Cecil's costume came from? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. It looks was it Captain Chaos? or whatever? It looks very similar. So, no, I would I would highly encourage you to watch uh, not only Smokey and the Bandit but all all of his stuff. Uh, he did a musical in the eighties with Dolly Parton, uh, the best little I can't say the word in Texas
0: oh no you, you can't you can say that one it's the name of a, of a oh. show and everything so oh, okay. yeah
5: yes the best little whorehouse in texas mm-hmm. and him and uh, dolly parton it, it's just he was just so big in the in the 80s and i had just so much fun as a kid watching all of his stuff okay um, uh tina did you see when he showed up on the golden girls
4: i heard about that episode i think my mom told me guess who popped up on golden girls <laughs>
5: Odin, are you familiar with the Golden Girls? Yes, Yes, I am. Yeah. The TV show?
0: (laughs) I am, yes. I actually am familiar with with the show, um, surprisingly, but yes.
5: So he shows up at the front door, and they open the door, and they're all just standing there like gobsmacked. Yeah, And they were like, Burt Reynolds! Burt Reynolds is at her door. And he just, you know, he he stands there like he is just all casual. Yeah, And he's like, howdy ladies, which one of you is the slut? (laughs) 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 And all four of them at the same time go, I (laughs) am!
0: Oh, that's so great. I had a roommate in college who was obsessed with Golden Girls. So I I had seen it before then, uh, but he watched it like daily and so every now and then i'd I'd like i'd like walk in and like whenever the tv was open and he was like eating food (laughs) like he would be watching that and so i'd sometimes catch some episodes that that i hadn't seen before and uh yeah it's funny so
5: fun yeah just such a fun show yeah no politics at all really they never really got into anything every once in a while they dip into something you know kind of controversial but it was always Mm -hmm. with a funny Mm -hmm. funny slant so yeah (laughs) and uh... that's what entertainment used to be like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes (laughs)
0: and k-man has a good point he says odin has time to watch golden girls but not 80s movies (laughs) yeah that is true
5: (laughs) well it's you know you live with somebody you sometimes you're forced to watch what they're watching yes
0: this is very 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 true there's there were a lot of interesting so yeah uh one show tool academy i don't know if you've ever heard of it it was on mtv yeah yeah. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. on mtv and my my roommate was watching it one year, and I just decided to watch it with him, and then we both got into it. <laughs> we both just started watching the whole show from that point forward.
5: Yeah, you know it's 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 amazing when when you hang around other people. Like my wife was into that *Flavor of Flav, oh. *The Search for Love*, Fla- Fla- *Flavor of Love*. Oh, oh love. I remember yeah. That. So oh. bad. <laughs> Uh, those are the best so those ones. are the
0: best shows though <laughs> they're so bad
5: some of those girls i think they spun off a couple of those girls on their own show um oh, wow. was it there's one chick the new york chick she was very entertaining she's just mm. over the top but
0: yeah don't you always love like how'd you get famous oh well <laughs> i was on uh flavors of love and
5: uh <laughs> Ooh, 15 minutes got that 15 minute. That's seriously 15 minutes right there <laughs> what else Uh, i don't don't mind talking about the bad batch i just i don't know just so much of that stuff it's just so it's like so negative i don't even Mm -hmm. i don't know if i want to go there okay
0: any uh, movies or shows that you do want to
5: let's see oh i loved emma
0: the newer one
5: Mm -hmm. yeah oh it's such a good movie it really is Oh, that actress, she was also in Queen's Gambit, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know have you have you seen that yet?
0: Or... I have not. Uh, I've it's been on my list of things to watch for a while because my wife wants me to watch it too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Anya Taylor Joy, I think she's just such a talented young actress. So I'm excited to see what roles she's able to do in the future because she's she's done a lot of good stuff, and I think that she was chosen. Um, I don't know if they made it official or not, but yeah, she is Furiosa in the Furiosa spin-off <gasps> oh. movie. And even okay. though obviously, if you if you compare like the look of her to Charlize Theron, some people might say, "Oh, you know, it's not it's not a one to one look." I'm gonna say right now, though, she's gonna act the role a heck of a lot better than Charlize Theron ever could.
5: Yeah, the Queen's Gambit wasn't—it wasn't quite what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I even turned it on. I think I was just looking for something to mm-hmm. to. But she, from like, the, from the moment it started, it just grabbed me. I was like, oh my god, this is this is so better than I thought. So I, I mean, I would recommend it. It does go—I mean, it's only one season. Yeah. And there are some slow parts, so I mean, if you've got nothing else to watch, it's it's a good thing to turn on.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because uh, when the show came out, there's there was this increase in chess sets of, of people buying chess sets, and it's always fun to see when like a certain movie or show comes out that deals with a certain area, and then there's like something like a game or something connected to it, and then all of a sudden there's just a huge uh, increase in interest in in the game of chess, and so it's pretty great.
5: Yeah, it's the I mean the thing is is like I used to play with my brother a lot and. That the end game is, is the hardest part. You know, it's like I would always do pretty good at the beginning, but mm-hmm. like the, the further you go, the more you have to keep like all the possible moves in your head. And I just mm-hmm. I didn't have the um, the memory for that. So you know, watching her do it and she's kind of computing all the different possible
6: mm-hmm.
5: possible moves, and then you know somebody does something you're not expecting, and you have to recalculate everything. Mm-hmm. That was it's kind of fascinating how they show her playing chess in her head. Yeah, it was pretty neat.
0: I wish I I I can play chess. I know how to play it, but I can't plan ahead moves or anything like that. The furthest extent that I can get, and I mentioned it last night to those that could actually see the stream last night that we've been playing. uh, It's called uh, Mexican Train, and it's a it's a game that you play with dominoes. And it's essentially you're trying to create the longest train and you're trying to match up the dominoes with the, you know, you have your own train. There's a public train. If you've ever uh, played it before or know anything about it, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, But that's like the furthest along that I can really get as far as thinking ahead is if it's like a few moves or so. But chess is just oh, yeah, like because there's people where first move or by the first or second move, someone can say they've lost or they've won, which is just crazy to me that people can think that far ahead.
5: Well, yeah. If you don't respond correctly, I mean. So, I mean, it's it's a two sided game. You not only have to plan your attack, but you have to defend against theirs. You know, and sometimes you you think that they're starting out a certain way, and then they they like do the first starting moves of a normal pattern, and then they shift it and Mm -hmm. change it to something else, and you are like, "Well, dang."
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, because yeah, you think about how people probably you know if they've been playing it for a long time or they have those one of those types of minds where they can probably have all of the standard moves memorized. And the fact that there are still people that can, you know, beat that is it's just crazy.
5: Well, I mean, early on, you're very limited to what you can do. I mean, that's why they talk about openings, because there's only so many openings that really work. Yeah. And they actually, they show that in the show. She's, mm. she's playing against somebody, and he does an opening, and the look on her face, she's just like, oh, I've never seen somebody do that before. <laughs> and... Um, he nearly beats her, and at the end, she's like, "You're like the best I've ever played." Oh wow! And he's just like a, he's like a kid, you know. She's yeah. like, a, I think she was a. I wish it was a true story, but it's not. Um, ah,
0: I thought I for some reason thought it, it was based off a true story.
5: That's what I was looking for. I thought certainly, but now hmm. would have been you know made much more interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you yeah. have been able to because <laughs> finally things have opened up for you. In, in yes. California a little bit So you've been able to see some movies in the actual theaters
5: Yeah I mean with my attention span And there's always so much going on around here It's just easier for me just to go to the theater mm-hmm. You know And um, how,
0: how's that been? Has it been fun going back?
5: Oh yeah yeah. Everything's open, all the theaters are open Everybody made it through So Good. I was worried mm-hmm. uh, Yeah no I, don't, I, don't, I haven't had any problems There's been quite a few people in the theaters Which is nice
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, because are, are y'all still at a capacity? Like twenty five, fifty percent capacity?
5: God, who knows what's going on? Uh, <laughs> whatever the the um, fascist governor of my state decides, that's the do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're spacing. You know, I mean, which is weird because you're in a gigantic seat anyway. Yeah, you know, like like Lilith from. The <laughs> 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 Well, also Super like
0: because they've updated all their stuff, you know, and you know it was six feet, now it's three feet, and all this, and so you look at some people still going by the old standard, and you're just like, what, what, you know, what's even true anymore at this point?
5: Yeah, the, you know, yeah. I, I I took my mask off at work. I was like, I'm in, I'm immunized. Yeah, I've got the shot. Mm-hmm. My coworker has mm-hmm. a shot. We're the only two people in the whole gotch yeah. building. So I'm not I'm not wearing the stupid thing at work anymore.
0: I had yeah some of the best news I had was the last week dealing with that because as I think I mentioned mass today first time first Sunday don't have to actually wear a mask and it was just great to be at mass without a mask on but then also for school uh, we were told that starting so literally exams finished starting Monday like starting like the actual beginning of our summer like we have like a weeker. Like a week or so of like at school stuff, but then there's also the summer uh-huh. camps and so for all things at summer over the summer period at school, no the mass requirements gone too.
5: Oh, that's so awesome. Which is great because I'm, cause so I'm just like leaf. I can finally
0: go back to school and not have to worry about it. Ah, <laughs> oh,
5: that's great. Yeah,
0: it's oh, it's also it's really a good sign that we'll probably yeah. have that next semester, but they haven't been able to confirm that because it's too far away at this point. And as we all know, things are changing constantly in the mainstream narrative. So who knows what it'll be next year.
5: I'm sure the kids are so excited too.
0: Oh, I mean, all of them are just like, "Are we going to have to still wear?" And I'm just—that's why before the exam, because we got an email like during the beginning of exams, and I was like, "Make sure to let that let them know." Hey, by the way, uh, this is a good sign. There's nothing confirmed for next year mm-hmm. at this point, but it's looking good. So,
5: oh, thank goodness. But I—I no, I have noticed like there were things that I watched at home and then watched in the theater, and it's mm-hmm. just you know obviously completely different experience. So. You know, Kong versus Godzilla was just a completely different experience in the theater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess we can. No, the the Bad Batch. It's you know, I, I realized while I was watching it, kind of the same thing that I've heard a lot of people say about mm-hmm. you know a lot of Filoni's stuff. It's it's you know, I don't know. I don't know where is this going. What is the <laughs> point? What is it? of the show it's uh i was watching the bad batch i think it was like episode six and you know uh one of the characters who's a female about 100 pounds throws one of the the bigger clone troopers like you know against a wall
6: mm-hmm.
5: and i was like i just can't do this anymore <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense
0: uh, yeah. it kind of reminded because yeah when you mentioned that it kind of reminded me a little bit of um mandalorian when you had uh <laughs> The uh, Mandalorian played by Sasha Banks, the, like, the really small wrestler who was able to, like, like, pull and, like, out-strengthen Boba Fett. And you're just like, what? Like, it's one thing if she's more quick and more cunning, but it was literally like she was out-pulling him strength-wise. And you're like, no, that... That, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't...
5: Well, all that they would have to do would be have her, like, grab him with some kind of retractable rope. Exactly. That would pull him off balance. Because when you have that much weight on you, mm-hmm. you just need to be pulled off balance slightly. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go flying forward. I mean, I... But they don't even, like... They don't even try to make physics, like, a thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, like... It's whamming power. Don't
0: Exactly. It. Don't question anything. This is a fictional universe. <laughs> and so even though we're using you know, human characters in this fictional universe, the, the rules don't, it's just like, no, nah, just just don't. There's so a...
5: the point I should have, have given up on Filoni and <laughs> Star Wars was I had always assumed that Ezra, Thrawn, um, and all of them at the end of Rebels, I had always assumed that they were going to come back in the last Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I saw the, um, the ghost in the last movie, I mm-hmm. just assumed that Thrawn was go- that they were all going to be reinvolved in the story and have some impact on the story. And when mm-hmm. they didn't, that's when I should have been like, "Okay, nobody knows what they're doing here." <laughs>
0: <sighs> <sighs> but you really want to? It's because I totally understand it. Because you go back to the Clone Wars, you go back to Rebels, and and so you remember, you know how much you enjoy this. Because remember, you shared this early on. Um, as you know, from one of the earliest chosen streams about how it was rebels that like got you back into Star Wars.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. And, I just uh, my in and out experiences with Star Wars. Right? Yeah.
0: Sorry, I'm just commenting <sighs> to someone. Who, so yeah, someone's mentioning no, okay. about Pentecost. Yes, Pentecost is both <laughs> a Jewish holiday and it is also a Christian holiday as well. So. Yeah, but I believe you're right. J.K.D. Buck. Pentecost from the from the Jewish perspective is about commemorating the law being given, so the law coming down from Mount Sinai, and then for uh, Christians, it is the 50th day after the resurrection being commemorated. So,
5: cool. But no, you're you're right. Uh, it it I like Rebels because it, it got me back into Star Wars. But yeah. at some point, you have to ask. It's like you know if the rebels had like never existed the story would have been the same mm-hmm. I mean, they had no influence on the overall story yeah and it's like i'm just kind of tired of these pointless side quests that have you know no real meaning yeah or or contradict what the movies had already said so
0: mm-hmm. no so- no i totally agree and yeah it's it's sad because you know bad batch already has put things in that you know defy continuity and yeah, obviously we have a strong connection or at least there's this faith that we want to have in Filoni because we've seen what he can do. But then you you think about what also he's done as far as story and as far as continuity breaking. And then you're like, how can this person be the so-called savior of Star Wars if they can't even follow basic continuity? It's just, it's, it's a hard pill to swallow and really to accept because continuity is a pretty important part of a large universe,
5: Yeah, I I don't think it's that complicated where you can't find people who Mm -hmm. you know who know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely.
5: Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, trying to think what else. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, just just glad to be back in the movie theaters. Glad Mm -hmm. to um, have life returning to normal here.
0: So that's good. Yeah, it's it's like oh yeah, you you get the recall, and then all of a sudden he's like oh I can start to loosen things up a bit gosh
5: yeah i just uh we did two days at disneyland in a in a mask and that was uh that was quite something yeah (laughs) i was so exhausted (laughs) seriously yeah
0: i i've never understood the whole oh if you're outside where it's like what that does that just that defies everything that we know from from history of of virology and all this other stuff it's like no (laughs) if you're outside in your space There's there's no reason to, for the most part, unless you have like like an incredibly deadly like something that's going to kill the vast majority of the population or even have the population, like what? No.
5: Yeah, it it was nice being. I mean, Disneyland at twenty five percent capacity. We just we literally ran from ride to ride. It was just wow. And you know, you still had to go through all of the the line stuff. So you know, they have all the places where people would be standing if there was a line. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why don't they just fix this? So I can just get right on. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, like there's like no purpose miles. to this
0: anymore. <laughs> I
5: know. I was like, I'm running. But, uh, yeah, I did. Thir- I did my, uh, my number of steps. I did 13 miles in two days. <laughs>
0: <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about theme parks is that, you know, cause the, a lot of theme parks that I've gone to in my life, it was like prior to having Fitbits and things that, that track steps. And so, yeah, you you don't realize how much walking you do in a theme park.
5: Some impressive blisters when it was all over. So.
0: <laughs> but the <laughs> rides—that's that's why you go—is for the fun.
5: Well, everything was open for a change. That's Normally, good. something shut down. So yeah, oh, so tired.
0: <laughs> and it's always so sad too. You go and you're like, "I'm so excited to do this," and then, oh, it's not open. What? Boo. <laughs>
5: no it was it was fun i mean uh i i probably won't go again for for quite a while but um the... <sighs>
0: i'm glad that you got to go though <laughs>
5: Yeah, <laughs> it's just such a good stream it was so much fun i just yeah. uh, tina and her movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
0: mean, everyone's gonna go go watch eight verse monster in 4k uh, on youtube yeah. now
5: Oh, I've, yes. got the li- I've got the link ready. ready when the oh, oh, no. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, uh, anything else, uh, Laura, before we oh, wrap I'm things good, up? Oh, all good,
5: but thanks for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. You
0: thank you all for for being here. So, K Man, Tina, Laura, thank you so much. Of course, thank you to Rosetta Allen and to Mr. Roy uh, for being here earlier. And. With that, yeah, we are right at the end. And so, just as uh, farewells, let's go ahead and just go down the line. So, is the man, any last things you want to say?
1: Uh, not too much. Uh, just hoping everybody has a good Sunday. And for the places that are opened up and whatnot, enjoy it. Because it is something that is worth
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and it's something that some people are taking for granted because some states have not been as you know restrictive and you you know it's something that you know being out and about recently i was like i should have done this more because i i I had the ability and capacity and i didn't take advantage of it more enough
1: Uh that's same here i mean you're looking at where i live i'm literally within walking distances of a few different trails but i never took the opportunity like i should have before Mm -hmm. all this happened and then Now it's just starting to slowly get back, but people are still hesitant about going to the trails and all.
0: Yeah, and I, of course, put it off for so long, uh, because obviously there's a lot of things going on with with the baby boy and and with school, but now it's like summer weather here in Tennessee, and so I I missed out on a lot of really nice winter, cool weather to do hikes and trails, but... Oh, well. But thank you for being here, K-Man.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tina, any last
4: not going to rant today. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: That's Tina. why we're here, Tina.
4: I know. I know. I mean, if I rant, it'll be another 30 minutes. <laughs> just, I'll just... Uh, JJ, you're like the Roman Empire. You just steal and incorporate and pretend you made it. You're a racist writer for Superman on my God, but I am glad to hear that Anna's I guess her ovaries exploded again because <laughs> Henry Cavill talks to do Highlander. I'll be there. Oh my gosh.
0: It seems like it's uh on a weekly basis where something new happens with Henry Cavill that causes
6: <laughs>
4: her ovaries to Henry's, Henry's hot. I don't get it. I i like like Gary was saying. That dude should be in everything. We shouldn't yeah. be able to turn around without saying, oh my gosh, Henry Cavill's in another movie. And
0: He's got the look of, a, of a, he's like a modern movie star like with the, the look he has. It just would fit into a lot of different <sighs> genres a, and everything.
4: He's a Greek god. <laughs> look at him. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with your Warner Brothers? Oh my gosh, Jack
5: L is rolling in his grave right now. Because you, he's we, a manly man. We can't have manly men in our
0: uh, yeah. anymore, toxic masculinity, um, you know.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at a... <laughs> I looked at an hour and a half of the video last night. JXC EXCI dropped a five plus hour treatise on the destruction of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. And so I'm only an hour and a half through it, and it's just like, yes, yeah, so, only so much I can look at Jody's face, and that oh, <sighs> Jody's is right up there with Daisy Ridley, open mouth and glare into <laughs> the distance. And that's our <laughs> Oh so, uh, well, anyway, everybody enjoy, a- vs. monster. <laughs> and,
0: and and there's one positive thing that we can take from what tina said about jj abrams at least he built the roads (laughs) (laughs) if he's like the roman empire so take take what you know whatever you want from that as far as what those roads stand for but he contributed something i guess there we go it's the nicest well, thing you'll you'll hear her say about J.J. Abrams.
4: That probably is, but yeah, enjoy <laughs> A versus Monster. And seriously, go. Uh, I posted my letterbox link. Go read my reviews. Some of them mm-hmm. get very detailed, like I tend to do, but I have fun writing them. And hey, go catch uh, Boogie Nights if you're of the minds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Tina. They're going to be watching this link instead a first monster there it is youtube link there posted you once again yeah. um, <laughs> there you go and jkd buck said it good uh the road had a terrible end uh and sort says he built the road but they go nowhere exactly nowhere? exactly
5: amen to that.
0: so thank you as always oh, tina for being here tina and for, for modding as well and then laura uh, any last second things you want to say
5: I I su- sincerely hope that in the Highlander movie they do not have anybody redo the Queen music because mm. no nobody, oh. nobody can compare. I know, know. that's the best part.
0: <laughs> It'd be like if they tried to remake Flash Gordon and they tried to remake the song.
5: Yeah, it's not oh. happening.
0: Nope, no. wouldn't be good. No, but I think no. all of us can agree with that one, especially. you're gonna do it do it right (laughs) here's hoping
5: I think Queen's pretty hot these days still I know my daughter listens to Queen oh yeah
0: yeah still very popular Mm -hmm. it's one of those like evergreen bands you know like there's there's certain bands that like are always popular in every era I feel like that I feel like Queen is in that is in that category
5: oh yeah especially with the movie just out so yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) well (sighs) Oh, now that's Sebby's Rock fan. Vigo Mortison's Road is more fun than JJ. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never read or seen the movie The Road, it's the most one of the most depressing things you can watch. So that's saying a lot right there. With...
4: And Jake G wow. Buck said, Wonder who will play Sean Connery's character. Well, I hope if he's gonna be Spanish, he actually has a Spanish accent, not a Scottish one.
6: <laughs> Why oh, are they well
4: why they cast sean connery i love sean connery but it's like you're playing spanish you have a scottish
0: accent well it's like when they turned me into a japanese man (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's for the best that i didn't (laughs) change my voice
5: you can tell the era in Hollywood where there was a lot of blow happening because it's just like it'll be fun. But
0: you know what's so funny is that you look at that movie and you're like, "That's the most tasteful way I could have ever seen that for a film of that time." When they could have they could have made it much much more offensive than what it was. So at least it's not as offensive as it could have been so
4: <laughs> oh i forgot he was a soviet submarine captain that's right
0: oh yeah. i
5: like that movie
0: but i should like i love it i love
5: that the hunt for red, hunt for red october. october yes yes and
4: fortunately i've never seen zardoz but i know of him in the diaper
0: oh no on that note sean D- <laughs> keep that image uh Thank you to everyone who watched the stream today. I hope you all had a lot of fun. Uh, a shout out especially to the members on the channel. And I'll go ahead and and pull that list up. And as I do, as always, a huge shout out to the panel, to the Chosen of Valhalla, uh, to Tina, to Steph, to Mr. Roy, to, to, to K-Man, to Rosetta Allen, uh, and to the others as well who were not able to join today uh again seriously thank y'all for for all the love and support um over the last because yeah we just celebrated the three-year anniversary of the channel uh so thank y'all for all the support because a lot of yeah a lot of y'all been here pretty basically the entire <laughs> three years so <laughs> thank y'all it
5: doesn't feel like three years i know it, like it just fun. seems like
0: it's flown by and yet I'm like, oh, yeah, three years. Look at that. Uh, wow. But a shout out to also uh, the members of the channel who are at the Army of Asgard level and above. Sean McD, Amondo Spieler, Gomer Kyle79, your Muslim uncle, Kara Tharp, Eric Juett, Rich the Savior, Damman Walking with five, M Tack Shark, Forever Sci-Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Eric K, Orange Hat Reviews, Adam Avery, Twirly Wolf, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. You guys are all freaking awesome people and hunky chunky i don't know what you're talking about nothing ever happened that that did not happen and uh just another red shirt i wish i'd seen it sooner yes i i agree as well but anyway you guys are all amazing and beautiful people i hope you all have a wonderful rest of your sunday i have to use the restroom and eat so uh Uh, much much love to everybody uh have a wonderful night and uh also as a uh just a reminder to myself a shout out since he's not yet in the video shout out to washington madranda for being a new patreon member but for everyone else have a beautiful sunday blessed pentecost to everybody out there glad the stream was able to work today and as always god bless Bye. And Now for a huge Bye. shout out to all of my Patreon and subscribe star members for the month of May. Ali C83, Andrew Hoyle, Biffer De Hobbit, Brian P, Dion, Divex. Enrique Evangelista father christopher miller hail to you father father damian cook garrett searles inflamed wood it's a trap productions jason clark jacob juice jeffrey toon jonathan carney laura the modern major General's story mad mitch dunaway mike jackson mr peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair on to june orange chat reviews out of step with reality priscilla hall riff magos rosetta Uden, Steve Glasker, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and Tina B. Thank you all very much for being my Patreon members this month. I really always appreciate you. And to my Subscribestar members, Fast uh, fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B., Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heist, the new number two, J Rod, the beer guru, Navadan G Adams, and ZK Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, please consider joining on Patreon or Subscribestar. And if you join at some of the higher levels, you get access to things like giveaways, where every month I do giveaways of 4K titles, steelbooks, and Blu-rays. And again, more information can be found over on Patreon and Subscribestar. And at the higher levels, you also get access to an exclusive bi-weekly, rather... By monthly podcast, <laughs> depending on our schedules, we at least get one long podcast out. We try and get two podcasts out as often as we possibly can every single month with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. So again, check out more information. And if you are at the Chosen of Valhalla level, which is the highest level available, you not only get all of those things, you also get in your first month a free T-shirt and also access to the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, where I have my chosen on a stream, talking, asking questions, answering questions talking about movies and anything that they want to talk about. So if all that stuff sounds like fun do you, check out those links below and support the channel in whatever way you can. I do appreciate you, whether you are a member, whether you are a supporter on Patreon, subscribe star, or whether you are simply supportive in general, leaving comments and likes. I really greatly appreciate it. You guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Have a wonderful day. And as always, God bless.